went to Gold Lounge to watch yeah, it. Yeah, you were telling me about it. It's a bit of a waste of money, but I'll talk about that later. It's definitely a waste of money. Not Gold Lounge, watching. Oh, watching. Really? Yeah. yeah. I liked it. I've got issues. I've got many issues. No, with I it. got issues, but I liked it. And right, we'll, we'll get that to the second part of the show. <laughs> we will. We will. We will. We're trying to be organized. We like are good adults. <laughs> we are. We're trying to be. We're trying to have a process. Yeah. But thanks to all the good formative feedback which we received last week. Yes. Thank you for that. Uh, we're trying to incorporate that into our design now. Yes. And we are not going to smoke illegal substances on our show. We are not Rojogan. Um, Rojogan. <laughs> so. Uh, I've actually got some feedback, uh, some not feedback, some uh, questions from our listeners as well, uh, which we can get to at the end in a segment we can call Your Verdict, I guess. Yeah. So we can get people's uh, thoughts and stuff. So if you want to get in contact with the show, the best place to do that will be our Instagram, which is uh, the verdict underscore IPL. So give that a follow. We're posting updates, giving, putting questions out. Uh, what was the question this week, Michael? Our question was, is autumn the best month? Uh, the best season. The best month, yes. Yes. January, February, autumn. autumn. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, uh, we'll, we'll start with that. So, yeah, um, if you want to engage these questions, hit up our Instagram. If you want to um, submit anything for us to read out on air, any of your um, uh, theories or questions or analyses or anything, hit up our Instagram or our TikTok at the underscore verdict underscore IPL. Use the Q&A oh, feature we, there. We just received a new message. Um this is a robbery. <laughs> Please put your hands up. Oh, no. <laughs> they found out. It's the cyber hackers. <laughs> They're going to steal our Bitcoin. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Um, um, yeah, so the question, yeah. so is autumn the best season? season? Yes, it was quite divisive, actually. I uh, saw. Initially, the, the poll was favoring yes, but towards the end of it, it, it came about, it ended up as no. Yeah. Um, but- I was talking to the people in real life about it, so like... <laughs> As well. People in real life. I know, yeah. right? People on Instagram don't exist. No, no, no. They're no, not no, real. No. And like some reasoning was that, you know, my perspective, I think autumn is the best season. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. Yeah. And it's very aesthetic. Um, if you're in America or like a a place where the, um, like, I don't know, where you've got like fall... <laughs> You know what I mean? Like in the Northern Hemisphere, autumn is so beautiful. Mm. So, and like, like the ca- in Canada, maple leaves and yeah, yeah, um, just the orangey brownie. Mm. Uh, mm. <laughs> Great soup, Mrs. Q. <laughs> <laughs> I hate how well you did that. Have you been practicing? Oh, yes. Oh, knew it. Um, That's what you get up to in your Yeah, yeah. Time. So, reasoning was some people have hay fever during autumn and it flares up. So, it's yeah. not the best season for people. And as well as spring. So, that's why pe- other people like summer and uh, winter, maybe. Personally, I think I prefer summer over autumn, but I still think autumn's the best season. Like, just in general, because, uh, like, my asthma starts to flare up. Like, right now, I'm mm. getting, uh, having to use my inhaler a lot because it's getting colder. Yeah. It's getting that kind of weather. But autumn, I think, is probably the best time because it's starting to get cold, but not cold enough that you suffer and not cold enough that you're, you know, having to necessarily plan for it. It's just like, you know, you're putting on a jumper or you're just adding an extra blanket to the bed. That's it. I and love wearing jumpers and I love wearing long pants. It's great. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not wearing shorts to work anymore, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, depending on where you live in the world, autumn means something different, especially if you're in like the, the tropics and stuff like that. Is the general name for the season considered autumn? I believe so. Around the world, it's autumn. Except for, again, if you're closer to the equator... You don't really have like a four season cycle. You kind of have wet season and dry, dry season. season. 
Uh, and even here in Australia, uh, something I learned recently whilst I was on a road trip was uh, the indigenous people sort of recognized six seasons. Yes. And people are sort of using, like, people fig, like, well, I say people, uh, nowadays, that people are sort of turning to these, uh, this understanding of the, of the weather and sort of realizing this probably better describes Australia's cycle instead of just the four seasons, which are very Western. Um, Northern Hemisphere as well, which I, th- I think it's interesting how like maybe seasons are very region specific, and we shouldn't really be That's, that is true yeah. globalizing them. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I regret everything I've ever done. Mm. Interesting. Um, but yeah, so I, I I I do agree that autumn I think is is good, even just from. The aesthetics, yeah, alone. the clothing, and yeah, as well. We mentioned them before, like the nice brown and like maple, yeah, colors. yeah. And it's like when the animals are starting to like do their stuff, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, get down to business, yeah, let's <laughs> and get down hibernate. to business <laughs> and take a nap, <laughs> yeah, maximum energy efficiency. <laughs> <laughs> Then we'll have a snack. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, I found out recently, hibernation doesn't mean they sleep. Really? It doesn't mean they go somewhere and they just sit there for a while and eat food. They contemplate their existence. Kind of. In, in, in a cave of solitude. Yeah, yeah. They're like Superman. <laughs> except they're not super or men. <laughs> Edgy remake of hibernation. Bears and cave in solitude. <laughs> Make it like a really artsy film. <laughs> With like Japanese splash water. water <laughs> yeah. like. Oh my gosh. Can we make this a thing? I think we're, I think we're on something. I think we're on something yeah. special. So what's, what's been recent in Michael's life? Recent? Yeah. What, any any like developments? Um. Well, I've been on this show called The Verdict. That's insane. Tell us more about it. Hmm. I think we present our verdict on things. Mm, that sounds very derivative. <laughs> You're right. Speaking of derivative, we didn't bring this up, but in the sh- the YouTube show that I watch called Critical Role with uh, famous voice actors playing Dungeons and Dragons, uh, I was watching it. Just I was I was I was so young and naive. I was watching the show and and then uh, Matthew Mercer, who you will, he is voice on that you know. Um, have you played Titanfall 2? No. Have you played in like World of Warcraft, Hearthstone stuff? Does Dragon Fable and Adventure Quest count? And I loved Adventure Quest. Adventure Quest was amazing. Um, that's that's the extent. Okay, he's he's everywhere. He's like he's a very prominent voice actor. Same with Travis Willingham. You have you played Infamous Second Son? Yes. He's the brother in Infamous Second Son. Oh, the Son. cop. Yes. Uh, he's also played like Bizarro Superman a lot and like everything. He always plays these big hulking people who talk like this because he's got like quite a deep voice. And uh, Laura Bailey, she plays uh, uh, Abby from The Last yes, of Us. Yes, and, and Ashley Johnson. Ashley Johnson. Yeah. yeah, she's done everything else. She's played Ben Ten. No, she played uh, Gwen. Gwen so, Ten. Yeah, yeah. Gwen, and she played the Ellie in The Last of Us. Yeah, and she's That's also in her. Avengers. Uh, uh, the Captain America saves her. Yes, and there was an extended deleted scene. Yeah, with her. Imagine if she was a lover. Anyway, I'm getting off track. Anyway, so they, they play Dungeons & Dragons together. It's a wonderful show. They're in their third campaign. There's about 300 episodes out right now in total um, across three campaigns. And Matthew Mercer, the Dungeon Master, introduced a new group. And everyone's like, what's their name? And I'm not sure if he had a name prepared. 
or if he thought it up on the spot, but he goes, um, they're the, uh, looking through notes, the verdict. <gasps> we've had Blasphemy. a- We've had our IP stolen. So, unless you're willing to fork up $500,000. <laughs> our GoFundMe page is being made this instant. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm making it right now. Um, <laughs> I hope I didn't do anything. Yeah, we're good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and- it's either pay up $500,000 or let me be on the show mm. as a one-time special guest. <laughs> the, they'll be like, hey, and introducing Alex. And everyone's like, who's this guy? From the verdict. Oh, oh that wait, guy. I could play one of the characters. Who? From the verdict. You. No, no, no. <laughs> no, his verdict, not our verdict. Wait, so if we buy the rights to the verdict, will we <laughs> therefore get all their verdict I don't think that's how that works, unfortunately. So what does their verdict become obsolete? Uh, yes, they have no opinions. <laughs> no, <laughs> They so- don't have a verdict. <laughs> yeah. We trademarked it off them. Yeah, everybody in the world is not allowed an opinion unless it's directed towards us, the Are verdict. we the Fine Brothers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have you heard about all the stuff? Yeah, that- yeah. They, they trademarked the word React. No, no, not even that. Um... There's a couple of TikTok people where they exist on university campuses and they ask people questions. They found two people who used to be on the React channel. They were on there for years. And they said, so why did you leave? It's like, like they were just making us say stuff. They weren't actually letting us react. They wanted a very Mm. certain... uh, They basically would ask questions to get a very specific answer. Mainstream media. Yeah. Who would have thought that mainstream media likes to manipulate people's... infiltrated YouTube (laughs) into the minds of babes. <laughs> Making them speak words they do not understand. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy out there. It's crazy, crazy out, out there. there. Um, but yeah, so this is an open letter to Matthew Mercer, who definitely listens into the show because how else would he have got the name, the very complex, exactly. unique name, the verdict, which we made after his show? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it that didn't appear till after we named it. Okay. Because that, that show comes out on a weekly basis, and I was up to date when I sent you what that happened. That was two weeks ago. We've been called The Verdict for like two months now, at least. <laughs> at least. Probably yeah. three months. I think so. Oh, yeah. we uh, Probably at least, yeah. Yeah. So, Matthew Mercer. Take that. Yeah. Give us our name back. <laughs> in the, in the, actually. Give us our children back. <laughs> there's a song called Give Me My Name Back by an artist called Thelma Plum. Um, it's actually like she's a really good artist, right? She's an Australian indigenous artist. She's great, but the song is literally about how somebody took her Instagram handle name. And she wants it back. Really? Yeah, somebody has an Instagram ha- handle Thelma Plum, and she just wanted it back so she could have that name. And that's what the song's about. What did she call it? I don't know. I don't know her actual Instagram. Would would it would it be called her Instagram name so she can have further um leverage? I have no idea. Um. No, I don't know. But yeah, she made a whole song. It's like, it sounds more about like, you know, taking back power, but really it's just Why taking- did you steal my IP? <laughs> <laughs> Ominous thumping noises. Yeah, that doesn't sound weird at all. <laughs> Dwight's speech. <laughs> In what? In the office. Which he speaks a lot. The, the, the one where he gives a speech in front of all those people and it's like a dictator speech. Oh, I think I remember this one. Yeah, that's funny. People of Dunder Mifflin. <laughs> You're always going to make these cameras fall yeah, over yeah, with yeah, how. Okay. <laughs> if they break, we're not going to be able to pay for them. Mm. 
Anyway. Anyway, on that wonderful thought. Let's let's transition to our first topic of today. Moon Knight. Moon Knight. So um we'll talk about the last two episodes and then we can just recap the series as a whole. So just to give us and the audience a bit of a understanding where we're coming from, episode five is called The Asylum. That's after Harrow shoots uh, Mark, and they end up in the afterlife, basically. Which is a boat, but we we were first introduced that it's just an asylum, and that's how it shows to Mark. Yes, because um, it's based on the person's own understanding, and sort of it uses the subconscious to build itself. Uh, and we sort of, so yeah, he's in this place and he meets somebody called uh, Taret, who is an Egyptian goddess, uh, goddess of children and... Goddess of uh, women and children. Women and children. Uh, she's, she's, a one, she's about nine feet tall. She's got a giant hippo head and she's just lovely. Hip. Hippopotamus, hippopotamus. <laughs> what a great song! That's so good. It's so good. Literally, when I'm in bed and like Haley's trying to sleep, I just sneak up closer. I'm like, hippopotamus, hippopotamus. Yeah. Um, and he was actually a musician at first before he became an actor. Really? Yeah, he was a lead guitarist of his band. So nice. Pretty cool. God, I like people who do stuff. Um, yes. Yeah, so this. This. Um, episode asylum uh was pretty much an origin episode where we got to see everything that made mark mark and it was quite a confronting episode i've got to say um before we go further yep excellent moon knight and dr strange they were great mother's day thematic episodes don't you think (laughs) (laughs) if you think about it uh steven's mother had a focus and Wanda had a focus about motherhood. How are children made by magic? I hate this. <laughs> so yeah, on this special Mother's Day episode of The Verdict. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Mother's Day, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about moms, good and terrible. Um, so on the scale, they're both kind of terrible. Well, okay, she's not a bad mom, she's a bad person. Mm. Wanda. Um, she's a great mom. In fact, uh, she's just a terrible human being. Yeah. Uh, or is she? We'll get into that. Anyway, so episode five, yeah, we started to see uh, all the flashbacks and the stories. And we open with a really... Well, first of all, Stephen and Mark are now existing as two as separate... Two separate beings. Two, yeah, two separate entities, which I love. Because we got to see we get to see Stephen and Mark interact. And apparently, whoever uh, Oscar Isaac isn't playing, his brother is playing. Is so that, that they have that kind, which is great because they act like brothers in this, don't they? Like towards the end, and were they exactly the same height though, Stephen and Mark? I think I don't know why I thought one of them might it may have been shorter. Uh, Maybe Stephen, he was hunting. Yes, Stephen has a different physicality. It's like when um when you see Christopher Reeves and he's going from his Superman to Clark Kent. Clark Kent's very like hunched. When he's Superman, he instantly broadens his shoulders and he almost looks like he grows. Which is great physical acting, I gotta say. Also, another commonality: a lot of versions of yourself between the two properties. What? Sorry. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's in- yeah, that is interesting to be honest, but for different reasons. Different reasons, of course. So yeah, we open where we see there's a bunch of these doors, and people have to confront them. Well, first of all, they're tasked with balancing their hearts because in uh, Egyptian mythology, ancient Egyptian mythology, sorry, 
um, the way you were to get to the afterlife, the good afterlife, the field of reeds, was if your heart weighed the same as a feather. And your heart basically represented all the deeds you've done in life. And if they weighed the same, then you were accepted. But do you know why it was unbalanced? Why? Because three, it needs to be two to balance. Huh? It needs to have two hearts to balance, not three. There wasn't three hearts. On oh, we can get to that later. Yeah, but there also wasn't three. Are you sure? Yeah, they only, she only put two hearts down. Okay. It's but it's because they were two unfulfilled entities. And then they found their fulfillment through each other and that's why it worked. So... Yeah, no. It's 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 because... Okay, we'll get to that later. Okay, I think, okay. Because I think that that's for end episode six situations. So yeah, we see... We see a situation which was very... A different kind of confronting to me, right? Because... <laughs> I almost died once. I didn't almost die. I had I had a situation where somebody, uh, where somebody myself almost drowned. <laughs> myself, <laughs> somebody. I me. mean, me. <laughs> I was the fool. And yeah, and so we get to see this. Um, we get to see a young Mark and his brother um, play uh, as these heroes in this movie that they've seen, which was uh, where the Stephen Grant character is based off. And they go very in, Indiana Jones esque. Yes, yes, very, very Indiana Jones. And, yeah, we see them. Uh, he leads his brother into a cave, and then it starts raining. And the brother says, we're not meant to go in here when it rains. But the older brother, Mark, leads him in anyway. And then uh, the older versions of Mark and Stephen are there. And Stephen doesn't have any recollection of this happening. And Mark is like, don't follow that. Don't go into that room. Stop right there. But Stephen is curious, and he goes to find out. And then he goes into the cave after them, which is very rapidly... Escalating with water. Yes. And he tries to go in, and then you hear the screams of help, and you're sort of taken out of it. I'm glad they didn't show anything in that, because I think that would have been a bit too intense for not even just the Marvel property, but just in general. You know, kids in danger is like something that's really um, confronting. I mean, in Disney properties, they they do that. Yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean, number three, the intro sequence. What's that? When the kid got hanged. Oh, I don't remember that. At the very beginning, like uh, I haven't seen the movie in a while. Though. Oh, you haven't seen it. In yeah. A while, yeah, it's been a. Ho- I haven't revisited those movies in ages. I want to though; they're very good. Um, but yeah, uh, it was very confronting. And then we see that we sort of realize that Mark lived when his brother drowned in that cave. Um, and then we sort of go back into the asylum, this sort of white clinical medical bay, and we're running around and they're trying to find all these doors, and behind these doors are memories. Memories. And we go to probably. The other confronting memory where... where Mark get, um, gets holed up in his room as a response to... No, his parents sent him to his room. No, no, his birthday party. Yes, so... He's having a birthday Well, actually, no, the first one is the Shiva, which is a Jewish funeral. Oh, yes. So this is, this is one of the great things I think I like about this, which I'll talk about more at the end. They kind of... They delve into the religious aspect of Mark because his dad's a rabbi, which they don't really explain in the show, but, you know, it doesn't have to be explained... Um, so Shiva is a, is a type of funeral where um, if you notice in the shot they actually put blankets over the mirrors right and that's um, because in that culture when you've got a when you've got a funeral it's about reflecting on the person who's passed and not yourself so that's why all the mirrors and reflective surfaces putting blankets over mirrors yep what yep huh? what? what how does that sound familiar 
Oh, wait a second. <laughs> wait, it's all connected. <laughs> Maybe it is. I need to go to Eric Voss from New Rockstars. Sibling this. passing away? Duh. Nani? Uh. <laughs> yes, <sir>. Shaggy? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so we see the Shiva of um, the young boy. Yep. And Mark comes downstairs. And his mum just looks at him with fury and anger and basically screams at him, like, this is your fault. You did this. And that anger was very intense. Whoever played the mum did a very good job at convincing me. <laughs> she it, was abusive. Yeah. And so Mark runs upstairs and older Mark is telling Stephen, don't, don't look upstairs. Don't go. But Stephen keeps going upstairs. And they do this really good technique where every time he goes upstairs – it goes forward in time. So he comes. So the way the house is built is everything is taking place on the second floor. And so upstairs is Mark's room. Downstairs, I imagine, is like the lobby if they're in like an apartment. So every time he goes upstairs, he just comes up the stairs from the lobby and he's in a different time on the nice. same floor. And I thought that was a really fun thing. And yeah, we jump to a birthday where it's Mark's birthday and um, the father's like, um, oh, she'll, she'll come down later. Yeah. And then she comes with drink in hand. Yep. And just verbally abuses him and then Mark goes to his room. Yeah. And yeah, it, it goes like that. And then Steve, and then Mark's warning to Steven intensifies. Yeah. It, it gets more desperate. And was there another year that passed in that? Was um, it, there was another birthday, right? Cause the first one was like, Oh no. Uh, no I think it was just the one birthday and yeah. he was with the, the candles and he was ready to blow it out. Yeah. Then. And then that didn't happen. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, so Steven, Curious because he doesn't remember any of this. This is all new information to him. Follows Mark upstairs, young Mark. Did Mark finally uh, relent to letting him see? I think there was a scene before where Mark, you know, gave up and he accepted that Stephen should see this. No, even when he, even when he was up there, he didn't want Stephen to see. Stephen just persisted. Okay, so Stephen ran upstairs, and young Mark is having an anger fit, essentially. His mum's yelling at him, and he punches all this stuff in his room and makes a mess. And then he goes to sit down and cry, and then you hear the pounding on the door of his mum. And then we I'm see... I'm not going to do it. No, don't. <laughs> <laughs> ah! no, and then we see sort of this, this moment where he, he shifts, and uh, very similar to the way we've seen Mark and Stephen shift between one another. He shifts, and then Stephen... Like, he puts on a British accent. Kudos to the kid actor. Very good. Yeah. Very good. And he puts on a British accent and he goes, oh, we can't let mum see the state of this room. And he starts cleaning up the room that he... He in the, he messed up. Yeah. And then Stephen goes, like, older Stephen goes, wait a second, I, I know this. And then Mark's like, okay, we can, we can go now. And, and then the mum comes in, and I don't want to describe anything, but... He, she basically gets the belt. But then again, he remember, he he turned back into Mark because he didn't want Stephen to see that. Or did he? Are you sure? I th- the, the going What's theory, your verdict, Alex? My verdict! My, no theories here. Verdicts. Is that that's where Jake comes from. Oh, I see. Jake is the one who takes it. Because um, the way it all works is with... All, like This is one of the things I've been looking up, how psychologists and people with DID have responded to this show... And they say it's all pretty accurate. So through a trauma response, um, the brain will tend to separate itself um, so that it can protect itself, essentially. So that somebody, in in quotation marks, somebody else deals with the trauma so that the host can carry on. So putting on like a spiritual shield or... Kind of. Like 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 an other self 
she would like yeah so you don't you know it didn't happen to me it happened to this supposedly someone else yes even though it's you and it's kind of really sad it really is especially because he's a kid you know and and like i think that's probably not the first time it happened so he's probably used to it i think that is the first time do you think so yes because it didn't look like it was long after the death. I think that was his first birthday after. And I think that might have been a trigger for the mum. And it probably happened much more down the line as it because, grew up. As yes, well. yes. Yeah. Because Stephen says, wait, I remember this room. It's a, but I don't remember this. I see, yeah, yeah. And so he remembers the coming out. And so... <sighs> Mark, and then he looks at the wall and then he sees the poster. Yeah, he sees the, po- the, the movie poster of Stephen Grant. And we actually see a little figurine earlier as well of Stephen Grant. And... Uh, they end up back in the asylum and Stephen basically doesn't like yell, but he kind of realizes that he's not the, the again, main. Yeah. He's not the host because the way the the show had presented it was that Stephen was the host and Mark was the altar and Mark was doing all the bad stuff, which I don't think we I don't think that's true, uh, which we figure out later on. And Stephen has to come to grips with that. He was there to protect Mark and not just protect him from the abuse. That was something else, but he was there to make sure Mark had a functioning life. And we see another, another memory that they go to where Oscar Isaac is now playing a younger version of Mark and he's kind of got the stubble and he looks a bit disheveled and he's, it's the Shiva for the mum. So the yeah, mum has she's recently passed away. Yes. And he's standing outside. He's got his kipper on and, um, the dad sees him outside and he tells him to come back in. He just looks, he just says no and he just drinks some liquor. And he's bawling his eyes out. It's on the street. probably one of the best performances yeah. I've seen from anybody in a while. So, yeah, he's. Give that man an Oscar. Give Oscar an Oscar. Best actor, best supporting actor. <laughs> yes. No, so yeah, he, um, he. He runs into the street and just aggressively rips his kipper off and starts pounding the ground. Then he sees what he's done to his kipper and he cries and balls his eyes out. And then he changes. And in that moment, Stephen fronts. And then Stephen's... So Oscar Isaac's eyes are puffy and red. Then Stephen's like, oh, no, I'm lost again. And he calls up his mum, who isn't there. He's not actually calling her. He goes, hey, mum, I've just oh, I've gone and done it. I'm lost. Uh, do you know where uh, this street is? And he just walks off. He's he's gone, and he says that catchphrase. I think he always says latest gators, latest gators, <laughs> and I, that's really thematic. I think it's that's what his mum said to him. Yeah, as when when the brother, him and his brother, went away. Yes, that 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 latest gators born is born from his relationship with his mum, and yeah. So we see that Stephen now that Marcus has gone through this intense emotion and probably dealing with the memory of his mum, Stephen fronts and Stephen gets Mark's life back on track, and. Woof, that was a lot to deal with. Woof. <laughs> Do you think they add a subtle bit of CGI between Mark and Steven? Not at all. I think really? it's all talent. All talent. I genuinely do because I think okay. Oscar Isaac, is, I think, is just that good. Mm. And he, you know, again, you can do anything by changing your body language and everything like that. It's so subtle, but it made such a difference. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. When you see the way that Mark holds himself and then when Steven holds himself, it's, it, yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy. Like, you can definitely see them as two separate people. Even even later on, when we see Mark and Stephen together, you know who's who without them going, hello, Mark. <laughs> I think Stephen widens his eyes as well. So, like, to give a bigger, more innocent yeah. type of eyes. Yeah, and, and Mark, Mark is, is more like concentrated. American. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then they're going through these memories and the hearts are slowly trying to uh, 
become the same as the feather. And we see other memories. We actually see the creation of Moon Knight where... Oh, yeah, the flashback. In the the desert, which I thought was pretty fun. And her father. Yes, we see Layla's father, who in the comics, he becomes a villain called the Scarlet Scarab. But oh, in this in this timeline, he's he gets killed by Mark's Merc friend, uh, and Mark always gets killed by him as well until he ends up in a tomb for Conchu, and Conchu's like, "Rise, my Moon Knight," and it was I quite like that scene because uh, Mark was basically just grasping at whatever was going to help him, and it ended up being Conchu there to protect the travelers of the night, and I quite like that because we we kind of get a, an idea of what Moon Knight represents. Before he was just a guy who had who punched things, right? And then in this episode, we see that we see a room of the people that is killed. There's about fifteen, twenty people in that room, and Stephen's like, "What have you done, Mark?" And there's like, "These are like terrible people. These are uh, drug traffickers and uh, predators and stuff like that." And he's protecting travelers of the night, and I quite quite like that. I quite like that because this was this is the one episode that gave us an origin story. Mm. Um. Yeah, Disney, um, the Marvel properties recently have really been creative in how they delve the main character's origins mm. without explicitly giving an origin story. It's, yeah. It's, with, it's a flashback in a creative way. Without it being like a Captain America thing where, you know, you're going chronologically one, two, three, four, five. Here it's like where they're established and then we get some backstory yeah. throughout, you know, just conversation. With Spider-Man, we didn't even need one. Exactly, yeah. Um, and But technically the trilogy was an origin story. Exactly. I, I so love the, I, the... Their storytelling has upped its game, I think. And yeah, so... And then we get onto the, the ship and basically... It's going out of control and uh, she's trying to steer it? Yeah, so Tarot's trying to steer it and apparently the scales aren't balanced. So somebody has to sacrifice themselves. What are... They have to be condemned to the sands of time or whatever it's called. The Lord of the Duat. <laughs> yeah. And Assassin's Creed Origins. Is that a... Th- oh, that makes sense. It's based it's Egyptian. on whole Egyptian mythology. Yeah. And yeah, so then uh, these basically sand, sand zombies try and attack them, and Stephen sacrifices himself. He lands in. Are they the souls of the dead? I believe so. Wait a second! Oh gosh, this is going to make more sense later on. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Oh good Jesus! Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, you're right. So Stephen falls into the sands, and he gets no, no, no. Stephen, um, Mark's fighting off them, and then Stephen's like. If you can do it, I can do it too. Hey, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, And then he comes and punches him and then he sacrifices himself because yeah. he gets thrown over instead of Mark. Or- yeah, he basically he grabs one of the people and he gets chucked over, but he brings them with him. And then he gets frozen into the sands. Like, that's such a thing. Like, you know, you see the feedback from that episode and people, you know, felt really, really sad that Stephen died. Yeah. You know, it's like the same person. No, that's, I, that's, again, a testament how oh, good of an actor he is. I It really broke me because we will... Okay, the end of the episode happens and... Because Stephen leapt over, the feathers balance. Yeah. Mark ends up in the fields of reeds. He's lost into the sands of... The Duat. Yeah. And where... That was such a... Brilliant. Cliffhanger. Like, with that, I'm like, I don't know how they're going to come back from that. When he was at the field of reeds, did it remind you of Gladiator so much? Have you watched Gladiator? I haven't, but I know the exact scene you're talking about, because it's been memed on a lot. Mm. Um, But one interesting thing that came from this episode was when... uh, Tarot is basically describing what the afterlife is. And she's like, no, we're just one of many constructs of the afterlife. So you can imagine that um, the Norse Valhalla, like basically, she basically just gave like a, 
an easy answer to how all these mythologies and gods exist is there is an afterlife, but everything is, is based on your context. Exactly, exactly. So Valhalla exists. It'll just be based on a Nordic con- uh, context. And she's just like, she goes, I love the ancestral plane. It's so pretty there, which is Black Panther's. Oh, I see. Uh, one where he sees all his past family and stuff like that. And they've got the same kind of cool sky effect as well, like with the, with the pinks ch- and purples. With the constellation. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I quite like that. They gave a little bit of a of a description of what the afterlife is. Uh, like hell is another thing because uh, in Norse mythology, you've got hell and you've got Valhalla. Um, yeah, I quite, I quite liked it. it, it Was that the, the, the Yggdrasil tree? Yes, the um, world tree. Pokemon X and Y. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then so then we jump onto episode six, the season finale. Uh, just before we just talk about the episode, how did you like this as a season finale? I thought the highlight of it, I don't want to get into it. The, I'd like to yeah. talk it as we go because okay, you know, it be okay. more structured. And Fair enough. I, I just wanted to but, see, yeah. Just overall, I thought it was a good season finale, especially the um, post Credit scene? Would you is that a post credit scene or the stinger? The, the stinger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll say, yeah, no, cause and certain costumes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. No. So uh, I feel like with the Marvel TV shows, they have been the season finales have been quite weak. It always feels I thought, like. I mean, in hindsight, I thought it was slightly weak until that stinger. I think the stinger made that season finale for me because I, I was I, I was waiting and waiting and waiting to see if it will happen. Yeah. And then they finally showed it, and I was like, that's it. I kind of put that out of my head for a bit because I, I was just kind of enjoying the moment. I think this was a really good season finale for what they gave us. And I think it sort of ended quite well. Um, but yeah, when I think about Loki, it was a very boring season finale. The only reason why it worked is because it it had nothing to do with Loki or Sylvie. It was to do with the multiverse and Kang, right? Kang was such a good actor too. Jonathan yes. Banks. Yeah, yeah, and he's going to be in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ant-Man and the Wasp. But, you know, that's the only reason why that thing was good, not because of the actual show itself. And there was no Owen Wilson. <laughs> Correct. So there was no, like, you know, their, their, their chemistry and... Their well, there was at the end, but at he'd the been very reset. End, but they yeah. didn't show him with his surfboard. Yeah. No, everything had been reset. And uh, WandaVision, it was pretty good, but they marvel at having this tactic of throw everything at the wall in the last episode, right? Oh, and the Quicksilver disappointing. Yeah. So, like, yeah, WandaVision, we get Monica Rambeau. She's got powers now. We're getting scrolls in the last episode as well. And Falcon the Winter Soldier, they... You can do better, America. Yeah. It felt a bit like a, a band-aid. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's correct. I mean, it was a good speech, but it's he's, just... No, he's 100% correct, but that shouldn't be the end of it. He shouldn't yeah. be going to newspaper going... You can, yeah, he should be like actually initiating change. Anyway, but this episode. Did we actually talk about the Falcon and the Soldier? I think we did. I think we did, did it we? a lot of extent on it, yeah. Was I on the show when it finished? No, that was last year. Yeah. Okay. It's, it, but I think we sort of did a recap of stuff. Cause I think I remember us talking about it, I think. Because, yeah. I, I don't know. I think the last thing, last show we talked about was Peacemaker. And yeah. That was. Did we talk about other shows? <laughs> I, I'm just. We I don't think about we've done so all of the Marvel Disney properties. Plus. I don't yeah. think we've done all the Disney Plus. We can make. We can set that for another show. We can do that. Yeah. Um, before we actually get to the last episode, let's cut to a break so we can get some songs, get some music going, and uh, we'll come back and we're going to talk about the last episode once we're back. This is the verdict. This. This. This is the verdict. This is a table. Damn it! <laughs> is this a verdict? <laughs> 
<laughs> it prevent it presents your verdict. Yeah, correct. correct. All right, uh, so well, we're back. Yeah, so episode six of Moon Knight. Yep. Okay, I had a really great time with this episode. I thought it was very good. We get to see. Uh, it was a shorter episode than I wanted, though. It was forty-two minutes or which forty-three, felt which is really short. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, um, it was quality, though. It was. It was. Mark uh, comes back from... He rejects the Fields of Reeds and goes to save Stephen. And essentially, he almost sacrifices himself. He succumbs to the sands of time or the sands of the Duarte. Sands of Persia. And, <laughs> and basically, he revives Stephen with the one heart. They sort of fill it themselves. Basically, it's like they... Instead of having two separate hearts, they now share one which I think was a really nice bit of sim- symbology. And Osiris, uh, the god of the dead, I think? He's one of the big head honchos in Egyptian mythology. He opens up the gates and lets them in, and Tyrat even stops the sands consuming them. But how did that even happen? Like, he just had a change of heart? or he Well, Osiris' his- avatar is the guy in the suit jacket. Right? Guy in the chair. <laughs> jacket. Yeah, the you, chair you, jacket. Are you talking about Meek in Thor Ragnarok? Tra- <laughs> <laughs> no, um, you know, you know, you know when that council appears. Yeah, he's the main guy. That's his avatar. So he's probably seeing, he's seeing it through his eyes. He can probably see something bad's happening, and realizes that uh, he's the only way. Stephen is the only way to save yeah. things. Which, unlike, not unlike Avengers: Infinity War, where Stephen realizes that the only way to save everybody is sacrifice. Anyway, that's that's a loose connection I'm trying to make. Wait, Stephen Strange. Oh, doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, yeah, so Osiris sort of takes pity on them and Tarot even stops the sands from consuming them. Um, I would love to see what the actual... The Total other- bro move. <laughs> yeah. I would love to see what the other gods look like because Tarot seems fun. Conchu... Is that what they call it, Tarot readings? No. No. Really? <laughs> They're spelled differently. Okay. It's I thought it was based on it. Tarot readings, T R A O T, and then tarot is T A W E R E T, and tarot is very pagan. Okay, I don't think Egyptians really had much to do with that. But yeah, Konshu's dead. Yeah, right. He's he's old, musty, and bones. Tarot's thriving, and she's a hippo. Uh, let's see what the other gods look like in this world, and we meet one later on. And then we sort of see Layla, who was trying to bring Mark back, and she couldn't. She realized he was dead. Um, in sort of a weird way to honor Mark's legacy, um, Harrow leaves the scarab on him. Like, mm. as a kind of, like, this is, you know, it didn't have to be this way kind of thing. And then Layla realized that the scarab leads to where Amit is uh, because they've taken her, what's the word of the little thing? Yushabdi? <laughs> you know the little, little yeah, idol? Yeah, I, I forgot. Yushabdi? <laughs> That's the one where he got from the coffin, right? Yeah, small Egyptian. I'm looking at it right now. I just call it a totem. Idol, what's it called? Yushapti, I'm right! <laughs> I know things. It's leading the way to the Yushapti. <laughs> Can we edit that out so it sounds like I know what I'm saying? Nope. <laughs> that can be like a fun joke. Every time I say, can you edit that out? You just say no, and it just stays in. Or you say yes, and it just stays in. Yeah, okay. <laughs> edit that bit out, though. Okay. Anyway, um... <laughs> 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 so many layers deep. Yeah, so she realizes that, that it's it's pointing where Amit is. Yeah. And she hides amongst his his goons. Then Amit, Amit Harrow, has a, instead of having the staff that he had earlier, a symbol of support. The staff changed itself into an axe, a symbol of destruction. And 
he uses this axe to channel Amit's power to basically do an AOE attack on everybody around him <laughs> AOE. and give them the big suck, yeah. the sucking of their souls. And But fun, fun fact, Layla wasn't consumed by that, which means that she must be... Plot armor. No, she well no, it means that she must be um balanced. Her heart must be balanced. Oh, in that way, yeah. Yeah. Um and one of the really one of the funniest not funniest, one of the most inventive scenes, everybody who just got killed ends up trying to speak to Layla. So Tarot uses the people that were just killed, like all the uh immigration guards where they were trying to go through. Tarot speaks to Layla through them, and Layla's like, "What the heck?" Like she doesn't even like she doesn't even like really acknowledge that they're happening. Tarot's like, "Hello, Layla, it's me," and it's just this dead Egyptian man who's just like talking to her. She's like, "I don't have time for this." It just keeps going, uh, and then um and then yeah, she kind of just Tar- says, "He's a good bloke." What? He's a good bloke, Tarot. That's a, it's a chick. She's a good bloke. <laughs> oh yeah, she was like, "Oh, be my avatar." Yeah. Like yeah Layla's yeah. like, "No." Um. Yeah, and then, so, she's basically saying, hey, Mark is the only person that can stop him. She's like, Mark's dead. It's like, no, he's not. I just I just saved him. And, like, it's just this, like, dead Egyptian man who's talking with all the... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I remember that yeah. that dark corridor. Um, it was, like, uh, with the with the light. Which one? Was, it, was that... No, 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 they, no, this is when they're outside. Oh, they're outside. And Harrow first takes people, like, it's like, they get stopped at, like... No, when the, the, when the hippo is talking to her through the soul, through the body of a dead person. Yeah, no, that's not... Yeah, that's outside. Okay, that's in the like, moonlight. No, 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 no. You're thinking of something else. This happens when Harrow and his team first leave the tomb. They get stopped on the street by. Oh, I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. And then he, yeah, he does the scales. They all fall down. Yes, exactly. Uh, except for Layla. Um, yeah, and then Tarot's just like, "Oh, Mark's alive." And she's just like, "How?" He's like, "Oh, he's a bloody." It's a bloody good and or something like that. I don't know. I don't remember the specifics. And then yeah, we we sort of everything leads everybody to the Great Pyramid of Giza, where you know the the avatars of the gods are there, and one of them goes to do some funky magic thing, and then just gets shut down immediately. I think the reason why this episode was so short is a bunch of stuff got cut from this fight, because the way it was edited, I'm not sure if it was just me, but the way it was edited felt like there was something that was meant to happen, but it really just went. Harrow came in. I just went, no, and everything just kind of well, went Just a bit- like our editing process. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, you just, oh, I'll go to that. <laughs> Remove the copyrighted music. There we go. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I feel like there was something that was meant to happen yeah. there that, that didn't happen, and that probably took a lot, a lot of time out. But yeah, Harrow basically takes over the Primitive Giza because it's like, you know, a focal point of magic and starts the spell to break Amit out. And boy, howdy, Amit is there. Um, and square. Have you seen the internet's response to Amit? The Keeping crocodile? in mind that she's a giant crocodile lady. Yeah. What do you think? How do you think the internet is responding to a giant crocodile lady? Um, happy Mother's Day. <laughs> the mother, more like mummy. They're <laughs> thirsting over her. Happy which, Mother's Day. <laughs> it's 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 a strange one. I I don't know why the internet has to <sighs> thirst over everything. The internet is a giant hive mind. Yeah, and I'm a part of it, I think. Yeah. Like, the internet thirsted over Pennywise and Venom, and now the first thirsting over a crocodile lady. Like, everybody's like... <laughs> the things on TikTok I've seen, man, like, they've done, like, all these, like, uh, edits. I've never seen anything. Like, I think this is the first time you mentioned it to me about that. <laughs> and I, because I don't want to spread it and bring yeah. more people in on this, but, like, there's edits of, like... Because like, people on TikTok, they'll make these, like... They'll take shots from, like, 
people in TV shows that show them being like, you know, sexy and powerful and stuff and edit them together in this cool montage. They're doing that with Armit and it's just really weird. I think it's just a big meme that actually became serious after a while. Yeah. <laughs> Some people are like, wow, I love that we're all joking that Armit's really sexy. We're joking, right, guys? Right, guys? And it's kind of like that. Like, <laughs> there are people who aren't joking. Uh, I can't... Mm, don't... Okay, I'm, don't take this wrong. I can see where they're coming from. Because it's like, you know, it's a, the whole powerful lady kind of thing. And anyway... So, are we going to Comic-Con? <laughs> to any conventions, Alex? Uh, no. 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 Speaking of new costumes... Not yet. Not yet? Not yet. Okay. I she still has to have the conversation scene. first. Okay. She, well, I mean, it kind of is the next scene. Where, um, basically, Layla is in the Pyramids of Giza trying to hide from Harrow's group. And the avatar of Osiris is like, get Conchu out. It's the only way it's going to help. And so she finds Conchu's Yushabti. I got it right the first time again. I'm so good at this. She breaks Conchu out. Conchu's like, be my avatar. Layla's like... Get lost. No, I'm not trademarked by James Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah. And then um, he goes, I don't feel Mark's presence. It's like, because he's not here, you fool. He's dead. And then, like, there was a really interesting battle between Konshu and Amit where... They're just punching each other like Godzilla vs. Kong. No, like, inside the pyramid. Before they're big. I, I, it's it basically... Konshu's just like, I'll buy you some time. You need to go... S- like do this thing so Conchu goes into the main foyer and him and Ahmed are fighting no, before that I think I remember the scene where um the main villain Ethan Hawke's character what was yeah, his name Harrow. he was willing to die yes actually it's a really good plot point I missed mm. thank you uh, yeah well uh, Harrow says basically uh, Ahmed goes your scales are unbalanced right and she's all about balance she thinks that if your scales are unbalanced you're due to do evil things and then you condemn your soul to the underworld and she goes, Harrow, your scales are unbalanced. He's like, he's like pleading with her. He's like, not pleading with her. He's so... Accepting of her. Yeah. And judgment. Not necessarily enamored, but in awe, where he's like, take me, take me. I deserve it, blah, blah, blah. Do you think that makes him scarier? Because he's so devoted that he doesn't exclude himself. No, no. What makes it scarier is he's a false prophet. He's he's saying, we all have to do this. Oh, and he himself is not balanced. Exactly. He's oh, literally... I see. I don't say... Uh, He's literally Hitler. He kind of is Hitler, you know, how Hitler presented like this view of people and he did not fit that view. Um, yeah. But yeah, so, but then Amit's like, no, it's good that you have unbalanced soul because it means you'll serve me. The, the last person who served me had a balanced soul and that was Alexander the Great and he betrayed Amit because he was a good person and Amit is like a force of evil, essentially. So, so towards a scale of evil. Yeah. It's it's so it's, it's I like the way that they kind of did that the morality side of things, and then uh, yeah so Conchu comes out and Armit basic and him and Armit have like this verbal battle while fighting each other it's just like and how Armit basically approaches the position where like we're destined to be together we like help each other out you know you could be like me or greater and then um and then Conchu's like I'm here to like deliver justice I'm not going to kill somebody before they make the decision to be evil and then, then um, it's like yes you let them be evil isn't that worse and like this is back and forth and back and forth and I quite like it's quite dead evil and punish, Punisher-esque oh yeah like um, you know that conversation they have on the rooftop like that's some of the best bit of Marvel TV I think I've seen in a while mm. and in the meantime Layla's like what do I do what do I do and then Tauret takes over her body and then she's having a conversation with herself as Tauret which I Again, good acting. I think like some of the acting in this show is phenomenal. 
And she did the whole like kind of Oscar Isaac thing. Yeah, where she's which, like, and, and she pulled it off too. Which she did. Really she good. did. She did really well. And then she's just like, "Yeah, I'll let you be my turret's Like, let you become my avatar." She says, "No, at first, it's like, just do it." It's like, fine, temporary avatar. And then the glow up happened. Yeah, because I think the it caved in on itself, and then she appears out of there. Oh gosh, it's such a good costume. It is really good. It is such a um, good costume. Do you know uh, the reason why I think? I don't know. It's comic accurate. Is it comic accurate? It is not because okay. her dad's a Scarlet Scarab. No, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. On onto that. It, apparently, the reason why it looked like that was kind of petty on the director's behalf because he saw Wonder Woman, the recent one. Yeah, and he and said he, it was ass. Right? And he was like, oh, "I can do this better," and he did. Yeah, he looked so much better. And she kept the curly hair instead of like. Yes. Remember how they're like, uh, you know, the culturalization and stuff. Mm-hmm, how mm-hmm. they like, you know, they wanted straightened and things like that. No, they just did it, which I quite like. I, I've got it in my no, notes. She pulled it off. She pulled it off. I've got it in my notes, and I'll talk. What's about your it. verdict on the look? What's your verdict on the drip? Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Actually, no, nine and a half out of ten. Um, mainly because when you look at the comparison between how she's dressed and how Moon Knight's dressed, there's still sort of that male gaze aspect of her, where she's got like exposed shoulders and legs, and I'm like, hide the ankle. <laughs> it, it's, it's not even that. It's more just like I feel like. No, I see what you mean. Yeah, if yeah, Moon Knight's yeah, yeah. gonna be wrapped up and full of this body armor, but why is a mummy? And she's a mummy. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> I hate to agree with you. <laughs> but, okay, if, if I pull up the gif of um, Scarlet Scarab, because I think, for some reason, the the, way, the power that she has in that moment, I think is... is um, why can't I let me... Uh, give? I think the way that she moves... Is like, it's not like like an Egyptian. It's not like <laughs> it's not like feminine. You know what I mean? Like I feel like she's got like power behind her. I mean, she is a literal hippo. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you, you, do uh, hippos walk on two feet? No, but uh, yeah, I feel like she's very. Um, I just she was like swaying. Get a gift. No, like like her stance. That's like a power stance. You know what I mean? Like. Again, superhero culture is a lot of this issue where they sexualize female superheroes. Oh, I see what you mean. I think it was a basic uh, thing with Wonder Woman. I think it was exactly based on mm. that. And the kid was like, oh, you're, are you an Egyptian superhero? That was straight out of Wonder Woman. Yeah. So I think it was a more of a petty oh, yeah, thing. Here we yeah. go. Hold on. So yeah, she's And like, then uh, she was having like shoulders back and all that. Mm. I, like, I, I, I love the outfit. Just, oh, damn it. I just love how It was very simple, it but it was practical. Yeah, because like... So essentially, she's got the knives, and then the knives connect to more knives that make make up wings. But like, just that stance—that's just like power. And it's not like, again, it's avoiding the male gaze on that that perspective. And I, I, I think I'm just being nitpicky with like the exposed shoulders. Is it, when, when I, I think it expands for free range movement. And yeah, no, no. You, I yeah. mean, it's it, it's she's not like bulletproof or anything, right? No, but that's what the wings are for—it's to make her bulletproof. So I guess it kind—it of, kind of does work in that sense. And I think all all costumes like they don't really have exposed like shoulders like that before. I think that will ma- what makes it unique. It's like um, mm. you can compare it to like Falcon's one. Yeah. Um, no, I, I yeah, you're right. I I think I'm just being a bit nitpicky, but yeah, I do. But I thoroughly enjoy this. Well. Yeah. yeah, I thoroughly I enjoy thoroughly this. enjoy this costume. But I, but 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 when you think of Tara, it's like I've got the. Perfect idea, and yeah. she gives it that. And I quite like how it's like showing that the gods have aesthetics. But yeah, so her costume, her reveal, amazing. And then, and then Moon Knight, Contra appears with Moon Knight, and it's just like, 
he's like, oh, are you going to here to help me? And then, and then Stephen comes and Stephen's talks. like, oh, we're going to have a little bit of a chat, yeah, bruv. <laughs> I'm going to step now. Basically, they make a deal, don't they? Yeah. Uh, what was it? Like, after this, we're done, right? We're, we're done. And he goes, uh, yeah. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then Wing like, set camera. Yeah. Somehow, this skull of a bird winks at the camera, <laughs> and we're all like, oh, no. But and then and then a really cool bit where because you know he controls the night and he, he yells that out like Conchu's like I control the night or something like that and just launches Moon Knight into space. Oh yeah. But not, and then he his cloak like eclipses the moon and it's this really That's wonderful how we gotta shot. have a cool shot. Yeah, it is just it gotta was, get thrown by an Egyptian god. Yeah. It was very cool. And then he just flies. Yeah. And then we get the final battle, uh, which was intense and amazing, I think. Um uh, Do you think um, usually with final battles and Marvel properties, it's they put it at night because it's exclusively CGI? Yeah, it definitely nighttime stuff definitely. And you were you were saying as well with the Moon Knight, you could tell it's so obviously CGI. Like, so I did actually make notes for this. Okay. So okay, so we'll just go to the final. So the final battle, you just got a large Armit versus a large Contru because Armit grows because she feasts on the souls. Contru grows because he can, and then Moon Knight and Layla team up. Layla's using her wings as like bulletproof stuff and blocking Har- just like Falcon. Harris blows, yes, and Moon Knight's just running through as him and Steven. Wonderful fight scenes, yeah. because for one reason they took away the CGI for a lot of it. Did they? A lot of it was practical, or the CGI was so much better. Yeah, Marvel's been on point with like capes and cloaks recently. Mm, mm. And yeah, so it was one of like it was such good fight scenes. Everything was so well coordinated. Like Steven gets punched into another room, and Mark comes out. I love and that. And then stuff. he comes with the batons, and he yes. people on each side. Oh, it's so good. It, yeah, it just shows their trust in each other, and that they're like teamwork. And yeah, before there was so much resistance between them, and now they're fluid. Yeah, which I love this bond and this uh, sort of journey that they've yeah. been on. And then yeah, some of the best fight scenes ever. Country pins Amit, and basically then the final battle. We don't even see the final battle because Jake takes over. And they do the thing where they cut and then he's holding Conchu and he almost has like, not Conchu, he's holding Harrow and he's almost killed him. And then he goes, oh, I don't want to kill him. And then one bit that I didn't like was how Layla just knew a spell. What do you mean? You know, the, the one to lock Armit inside of Harrow. Oh, she knew. Uh, was the hippo controlling her as she did it? I don't think so. She just goes, we've got we've to do this spell. And then they both just start. They both know the spell that they're doing. It's yeah. I don't really care, but I'm like I'm like I was watching. I'm like, huh? When you did just this happen? Pink Layla a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. And then Conchu's like, okay, okay, Mark, kill him. And then Mark's like, no, I don't kill and people. And now honor our deal. Yeah. And so he does. And then we get to the end. It's all happy chappy. And then we see. And then we see a chappy. A, a little bit of a chat, cabbie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, well, what was the time skip? Was it a few months, a few weeks? I don't think it was long at all, because um, yeah, I don't think it was that long. So he does. He goes to the, that um, that home, which was in the the when when Mark visited it. Mm-hmm. Was that the thing? I don't was, think so. I don't uh, think so. It was a different place. This one was yellow. I always didn't understand what was that projection which Mark was in that home and he was talking to. Uh, at the table. Oh, it was it was him sort of making sense of everything as he was dying. So basically, it was his mind going through. De- like that place was the delusion. That so I mean, I was 
I was like, no, that's not the asylum on the boat and stuff. It's no, no, a no. But the asylum on the boat is built because of that delusion. He's probably spent time in a mental hospital because he has dissociative identity disorder. So he, he's probably something that's familiar to him. And this delusion was him trying to go through the conversations with Har- like Harrow, like sort of... It's a battle in the center of the mind type thing. Yeah, but Harrow wasn't there. It was, it was just purely for Mark. Oh, so... Okay, okay. So it's basically him. He was dying, right? Because when... It, he was stepping away and they saw the blood on his shoes. Yes. So, yeah, Mark was dying and then he realised, you know, oh, uh, like th- his mind was kind of going to a place of safety and security. And that's what the asylum became. But before that, that was just like him sort of figuring it out. Then afterwards, that's, again, him sort of back in that place figuring it out and then seeing the blood sort of draws him back and he goes, I'm, I'm going to be a hero or whatever. Certified Joker moment. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, and then we got the end stinger, which is Jake Lockley's. Yeah, weird thing. He speaks in his natural Spanish accent, uh, sp- like his native tongue. I yeah, think. but his name's Jake Lockley, which sounds British. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Conchu turns Jake out Hernandez. <laughs> Conchu turns out Jake actually Chavez. wanted. <laughs> he wanted Jake the entire time. And didn't want to mark. Or no, he's like, I thought you, uh, Mark was thinking I'd get Layla as my uh, avatar, but no, I had Mark all along. Yeah, and Mark seems to no, and Jake seems to want to go along with it as well, which yeah. is weird because he no, and he, then, his <laughs> entire personality is based on violence, especially yes. with his upbringing. Yeah. So and he sees, you know, he, he the the theory was that he's Mark's defense. Yes. Um, especially when he's being attacked and when he's on, he's like a super saiyan mode type thing. Yeah, when he's being abused, I think Jake is the one that takes Takes it. over and, and he retaliates. Yes. And then, I don't know, so like... And Steven's the one to get his life back on track and then Mark is in the middle of it so all. So, is Jake neither good nor evil? I mean, he's he's, he's a... He, he, he's bloodthirsty. He yeah. He's just, he's just, that's it. That's his thing. He doesn't like care for Steven. He doesn't... He, does he know about Steven and Mark? We don't know. Uh, we don't... Yeah, we don't know any... Which is going to be explored next season, I think, because it went from... Series to Series season. finale to season... Because that's a really interesting discussion. Because like, <sighs> and here on the verdict, we love having interesting discussions. <laughs> yeah. No. So Mark remembers everybody he's killed, but obviously he's killed more people than that because we've seen Jake Lockley kill at least seven people, uh, probably more actually. Uh, but I think Mark was in that situation of control. That's why he killed those people uh, when he when he was on the brink of death or maybe something. When he was killing people. That was him as Moon Knight doing what Moon Knight was meant to do. When Jake killed those people, that's all in the first episode. For no reason. No, 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 no. When Stephen was under threat uh, in the cult town. So whenever Stephen is threatened, Jake comes out. No, no, no. It doesn't necessarily mean that. Whenever they are threatened. Oh, they are threatened. Jake goes to the extreme. Because remember, Mark was talking to them and then... Oh, no. Yeah, Stephen was talking and then Jake came out and killed everybody. Mark's like, what did you do, Stephen? So it's just when they're under threat, then Jake pulls out all the stops. That makes sense, though, because Jake wants a justification for his violence, and therefore he'd work with Conchu really mm. well. Also, Conchu got the drip, man. Oh, yeah, he, he stole a Mr. Knight suit. <laughs> he did, yeah. which I quite like. <laughs> no, it was so suave, like uh, the, the knock on the window yeah. and the, the rolling thing. I think Jake should have beaten up Harrow instead of shooting him in the, in the back of a cab. No, that would be very Wilson Fisk-esque. I think Jake is a bit... Fine, let's get the car door and hit him with it. Yes, do that. 
Um, but I think uh, it's also, yeah. When you were thinking when when they were saying taxi, I was just imagining a yellow taxi. But this is such a formal. It's um, a limo, like like Logan. Remember Logan? Yeah. Like yeah. How Wolverine was driving that fancy limo. Yes. Like, I was thinking just a standard taxi, and he was just like a cabbie. You know, like <laughs> I'm from a New York. <laughs> yeah. I talk like anyway. So I've got. And it was called uh, what was the license plate? Spectre. Spectre. Okay, so I've actually made some notes. I made a pros and a cons list. Oh, right? sweet. So my pros for New- Moon Knight, I'll go through them and we can discuss them. So pros, it had really good representation. Not just that it's there, but they did it really well. You've got... Uh, like meaningful representation, exactly. that's what I like to call it. Yes, you've got a uh, Jewish rep and they hired on a Jewish, uh, not coordinator, like a liaison, so they, they can do it correctly, which is weird. We've had, what, uh, 14 years of Marvel and this is the first bit of Jewish representation that we're getting. And this year we're going to get the first Muslim representation we're getting. That feels a bit, not wrong, but it feels a bit iffy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially when the creators of Marvel are Jewish. No, that's true. Like Stanley and Steve Ditko, they're Jewish. The people that made Superman, they're Jewish. I think just uh, they have a lot more free reign because they're, they're an established IP. that They can do yeah. know, stuff. I, I guess like they yeah. wanted to make it as neutral as possible. Like with but Iron I mean, Man, Captain America. And Captain America it was a neutral. He's a Christian. Oh, that's right. He's like, oh, there's only one God. Yeah, and I'm sure it doesn't look like that. Yeah, no, he's uh, outly Christian. Um, uh, what I'm trying to say is mainly as westernized as possible. Yeah, true. But I mean, it's just, yeah. But as the per- first bit of Jewish rap, I thought it was pretty good. I think Black Panther opened the floodgates. I think so too. Uh, but uh, I've looked at some people and their responses to the Jewish representation and people are a bit iffy on it because the way Jewish people are representate, represented in media has left open so many ways to do it wrong. And it's it's a very niche thing. That there's so many stereotypes that people are trying to avoid and do right. Like, I saw the I saw someone's response. They said, apparently, like, the angry mother is a Jewish stereotype. It's the angry mother, complacent dad, which... Is that a Jewish stereotype? Exactly. So the aggressive mother and the complacent dad. Yes. So... Oh. When you think about like like Jewish families and media, it's always like the mom who's like very intense, and the dad's like, "Oh, there she goes again," kind of thing. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah, because again, it has so much history behind it. Like I never knew it was explicitly a Jewish stereotype. Though. That's the first time I'm hearing. It kind it. of like when you think you, you know you know Friends. Yeah, the most unfunny show on television. Yeah, you know Chandler's girlfriend was like, I "Oh my it, god!" Anyway, anyway, oh, okay. It's it kind of falls into that. It's just. It's a very complex thing to navigate, and I think they did the best that they could. But unfortunately, no. with <laughs> unfortunately with Judaism, so many things I've heard just seem a bit like character tropes, or a bit like this is just a storytelling device. And like, no, this is actually sometimes harmful to Jewish people. I'm like, oh shit! Oh yeah, like money, money, money. And yeah, stuff like, that. like yeah, and it's like oh, you're you're putting these evil characteristics on a person, but turns out those like ways Jewish to, stereotypes. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, jeez, but like the. I don't want to go too much into it, but like the way that we sort of perceive villains and the way we identify that someone is something is through these stereotypes that have been built up. It right. turns out they are harmful. Like, yeah. Uh, but we also got like good brown representation of both Egyptians and Latinos as well, which I think is good. I was just, did you purposely organize it like that? Like yeah. a wing type S shape? I definitely did not. Okay. Uh, and also mental illness. Yeah. I've watched a few people's few people with DID respond to this and they're saying it was very real to them. As in, they saw a lot of themselves in this, the way that they would get confused and upset at other alters and stuff like that. And I haven't really seen a lot of things that that said this was bad rep. 
the, people have said there's ways I could have done something better, but with the format, probably not. And psychologists have come out and basically commended the show. They said, I'll give it either a B plus or an A minus in terms of representation. Um, I saw a couple of articles like that, which I think is... Because it had a good cons- for a fictional property. It had and a consultant and, and stuff. Someone with superhero, which is meant to be out there. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. they basically said, one of the things you got to really take yourself out of the moment and realise this is a superhero show and not a drama. But uh, kudos for actually putting the effort and making exactly. it as accurate as possible. And one of the things that's difficult with DID is it's n- there are psychologists who are sceptics. There are people who are sceptics because it's not well known and not well studied. It's still a new area of study for everybody. So there was a lot of things that they could have done wrong, and they avoided it, which I think was very good. Um, like Split was a bad example of doing DID. And I stuff. haven't watched it. It's the one with a. Uh, I heard about it. Yeah, yeah with the, is it M Night? Yes. Basically, one of the one of them know. just has superpowers, like James Mac McAvoy. McAvoy, yeah. Yeah. So one one of the personalities has superpowers, and that's his personality. And people are like that's weird. That doesn't fit. Okay, and Jack Jack. And one of them's a serial killer and stuff like that. You know, it's like that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um Jake Lockley, I, I really liked his little bit at the end. It's a little nice little sizzle for next season that we're definitely gonna get now. Uh also I like how Outlandish they went with the God fight. There's this yeah. kaiju fights in the city and I love that. Mm. Kanji just pins Ahmed up against the pyramids of Giza. Uh. And then you see her giant tail just wipe out an entire like uh uh, little area with like cars and stuff like that. I love the scale that they went. Yeah, because I think Marvel's doing good at doing this. Um, yeah, Layla and Tarot's little bits were very nice. I like the characterization of them. Um, <laughs> God. Uh, for those at home, Michael just showed me a meme, and it was uh, awful. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Layla and Tarot's characterization. I loved their little little back and forth and Layla's outfit is very good. Also, Layla as a woman, as a brown woman, as a secondary protagonist had actually such a good arc in this and they didn't do what they normally do where they sideline her or make her the female character. Mm. You know what you know what I mean? They made her her own character and they did it well. She had her own goals and her own her her, sorry, her own arc that was separate from Mark's, and we rarely see that, which kind of sucks. And then they were fighting just together. Exactly, like Tony and Pepper. We should have seen more of that, and like mm, mm, we should have. But Gwyneth Paltrow doesn't care about Marvel, so um, yeah. So unfortunately, we just don't get that enough in this kind of stuff. Uh, Oscar Isaac's acting was. Oh, chef's yeah, kiss, chef's kiss. It, 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 he had a lot of controversy on the first initial casting because they were like, he's not Jewish and he's not... Well, yeah. that's. Mm. And I think he's too commercial or he's like not Egyptian looking enough or something. Well, he's not meant to be Egyptian. He's meant to be an American. That's what I mean. Like he, yeah. he wasn't the, the right fit, but then he just did this. He did it. And it was, yeah, and yeah I, 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 I applaud them for what they managed even, to do. Even Hawke's acting was good. He was really the charismatic uh, cult leader. Yeah, he did, he did very good. He was too comfortable, which kind of like yeah. Yeah, he just he just grabbed his stick and just 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 stretching his legs yeah. and wearing the flowy clothes and just exactly. living life, you know. Um, and the way they tackled morality in this, I think, was very good. Um, with the two confronting ideas and how Mark is able to saddle both of them and see them both as wrong, uh, and sort of the trippiness of it, like keeping us on our toes. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, uh, is there anything else that you enjoyed? No, I think you pretty much named most of the stuff. So, so I have got a few cons. Interesting. Um, 
CGI in the first few episodes was pretty wonky. Um, for a show called Moon Knight, we didn't see a lot of Moon Knight. <laughs> we didn't see a lot of Moon. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see any butts. <laughs> I want to see more butts. <laughs> no. Not that Moon. Yeah, no, no. It's it, We only saw him in yeah. three episodes out of six. I mean... Just the costume, I think it uh, differs from also Isaac's acting and switching between personalities. So True. I, I, I like that as well. But no, yeah, I didn't. I I did enjoy it. I just felt like I feel like there should have. There was, I think, two or three episodes completely without Moon Knight in them. Um, but yeah, I, okay. So I did mention Ethan or Ethan Hawking's. That's <laughs> Ethan Hawke didn't have the Enough presence. Time? Sorry, enough screen time. I think so. I think that might have been it. I feel like he didn't have the presence. He did. His final fight, it didn't feel like it led up to it because yeah. the status quo of him hadn't changed from the beginning to the end. He started off with a cult, ended with a cult, and then just had a axe or whatever. I feel like if he started off with nothing and built up the cult as he went so we could see the two stories parallel, mm. that would have made him a lot more of a... Uh, Intimidating presence. Exactly. And, and actually, um, you know, I worked from the ground up. Mm. And we could see it. Uh, the early fight scenes didn't do it for me. Because they were against either... How early is early? Is episode 2? Episode 1 and 2, yeah. So that's when um they did the superhero landing and With, he did Mr. Yes. Knight. It was against the Jackal, uh, which I just didn't really care about. But then once we got into him on people, liked it. But the quotables were funny, though. The what? The, the dialogue and the... Yeah, yeah. The but, the actual but the actual yeah, fight... The yeah, choreography. choreography. Uh, I feel like Jake Lockley was a bit of a cop-out with the way that they... It was a bit of a... Not a Deus Ex Machina, but a kind of a... Oh, solution... Jake is there, kills everybody, but we're not going to show it. Mm. But then I also understand it's a Disney Plus show. They can't show somebody brutalizing other people. But then we move on to the next thing we're going to talk about. <laughs> yes. Um, and Moon Knight's powers are never really explicitly said. Yeah. It seems he can either do everything because Contru's there or he's just a bit strong. He's just Batman, but like strong. invincible and yeah. strong. Uh, and then my conclusion, uh, I got this show was some of the best and most interesting and unique storytelling from Marvel. Because I feel like they've gone a bit out there. Yeah, it was an origin story, and it and the best thing it didn't connect to any other property. I, as I told mm. you, um, they mm. were gonna make um the Eternals. Eternals, yes. No, it it felt so unique, and it didn't. Fresh. Feel, yes, yes, it didn't feel like a Marvel property, but it fits so well. I think still, yeah. even though it didn't connect to anything, it fits, and it's done it especially for like such like a a fresh new director as well. I it almost like, seemed like a Netflix project to me. Yeah, yeah, like it had that, that kind of, of vibe. vibe, that indie, not that indie type of vibe, that separate type of vibe, where they've actually put in technique into the way that they tell the story instead of just telling the story. Like you know, with the use of mirrors, yeah, especially in the early episodes, it's a nice, really, really nice motif. I wouldn't say it's it's as good as Daredevil, but I think it's up there. Oh well. yeah, yeah, I think so too. Um, and I think this is one of the, if not the strongest Phase Four installment. Yeah, I would so say far. So, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think it's just carried as well by Oscar Isaac. Yes. Acting. Yeah. I feel like if you got anybody else in that role, it just wouldn't like work. Tom Cruise. God, shut up. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and I reckon it's got a lot of potential for the future if they want to bring him in. Because you know the, the Midnight Sun, that's a really interesting way you could go. I don't know much about Moon Knight until I watch the show. Neither, neither. But um, the yeah, I've, the Midnight Suns, it's like a darker kind of thing, which I feel like would be really interesting to go for Disney. Yeah. You could really chuck, you know, like a... Do you know much about Justice League Dark? How it's like kind of like the magic and Not weird really, side no. of Justice League? Okay, so 
There's many different Justice League teams. You've got Justice League, Justice League International. Is Teen Titans a certified Justice League team? No, but Young Justice is. Okay. Teen Titans are just their own little thing. Uh, but then you've got Justice League Dark, which consists of all the people that use magic in... Well, a oh, lot so of... so not the villains. No, no, no. It's a lot of people that could that use magic. And basically, it's them... Manhunter, Green Lantern and stuff? They don't use magic. I thought the the magic ring uh, that that was that's magic. that that's not magic that's just um ring oh. Master Manhunter that's just him no so you've got Constantine you've got Swamp Thing Zatanna Starfire she's not magic she's just an alien Raven she, yes Raven is sometimes in it because she is magic um but yeah so a, a nice little like occult kind of team that fight up magical threats the Midnight Suns are a little bit like that where they're a lot darker and they deal with like you get Ghost Rider who's like Deals with like the dead, Doctor Strange. What are we? Some kind of suicide squad? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's so Ghost Rider, Doctor Strange, Moon Knight. Oh, sometimes cool. it's in it, and some others from just here there. Uh, which there's a game coming out soon about the Midnight Suns. It's oh, gonna okay. be a bit like a sounds like a, a football game. <laughs> it's gonna be a bit like XCOM in design, where it's like a a turn based thing. Oh, like a, a computer game. Yeah, but it's going to be interesting. Uh, but yeah, so again, this is one of the strongest installments in the MCU, unlike the next Okay, one. how would we rate these shows before we finish this recap? You mean give our verdict? Yeah, give our verdict. Uh, my verdict is this is a solid 8 out of 10. Okay. I, I could put it to 8.5. And, and ranking in comparison to other Disney Plus. This is the best Disney Plus TV show. Um, and probably first or second best Phase 4 installment so far. Well, cool. I'd probably put maybe Spider-Man above it, but if Spider-Man wasn't riding on the wave of nostalgia, Moon Knight would beat it. Okay, no, that that, that, that sounds good. Like, for me, um, I'm just talking in regards to WandaVision and Falcon, like, yeah. how would you say? So, would you say Moon Knight's at the top, then it would be either Loki or WandaVision? Loki's last for me. Really? Yep, I did not. It had a really strong first episode, to be fair. Yeah, but then I, the action didn't work. Tom Hiddleston just didn't have the presence to carry the cast. Mm. And uh, the story just felt Cheap. Cheap? Yeah. Oh, that's fair. Um, yeah, okay. I see, like, I with these Disney Plus shows, I think the main, the the greatest point of investment was the middle section. When, uh, you know, when uh, in Falcon and the Soldier, when he killed the terrorist with the Captain America shield. Yeah, and yeah. And the anticipation for the next episode. And WandaVision, after episode three, when they found out they were in the hex. It's always the middle portions. I think they, they end pretty weakly. Mm, yeah. Um. Um, yeah, no, because you're, right. you're really hyped to watch these episodes, but then when you reach the ending, it's just disappointment, mm-hmm. which yeah. I which, which I don't feel with Moon Knight's stinger. I feel like cause we didn't have any expectations with Moon Knight. With them, these are popular comic stories that we know, mm-hmm. or at least that I know. Like with Captain America, uh, Falcon becoming Captain America, and Wanda's story with Vision and her kids, those are like famous stories in the comics. And Moon Knight is just a lesser known character. Do they all have plot armor? Therefore, with those shows, would you say? Um, in terms of what? In terms of surviving till the end of the show, and and definite season renewal. I don't think I don't think um, Wanda does. She's one of the most powerful beings in Marvel. Um, I think she is, or no, no, she's not. She's not. There's people far more powerful. Uh, currently, currently, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. The other things seem a bit weak. Mm. But I've got a little something, something. Uh, uh, a bit of the your verdict, which is um, somebody. Oh, we're doing t- that section now. Well, no, just for because uh, I got one about Moon Knight specifically, but I got some more your verdicts at the end uh, with just general stuff. If cool. we have enough time for it, oh, uh, I think we should do that in the middle before we go into the next. 
Um, okay. Yep. Yeah. Sure. Um, so this Good is just this thing. is just about Moon Knight. I've got I've also got one that came through for Doctor Strange as well. So we'll I saw that, that one as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. So one of my friends, uh, Lily, who's uh, very very cool. I had to legally say that I'm under <laughs> duress. Uh, she What's messaged the temperature. So yeah, <laughs> she's a solid three degrees. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 You can keep cheese inside of. <laughs> Right, what's her verdict? She said, uh, episode five at least could have used a content warning due to the quite traumatic content portrayed. That's very true. Yeah. So, yeah, um, speaking of which, just quickly, what are your thoughts on maybe putting, like, content warnings on things? I know that like, there's, like, a crowd of people who think that trigger warnings are, like, very... I think with the Amazon Prime shows, they do have that, but it's, like, especially with the boys on Amazon mm. and Invincible, they have that sign, like, you know, strong violence and gore and blood. But, I mean, those are generic things. Mm. Oh, you mean like... Stuff um, that could be triggering for people. Or like my, like strong themes and stuff, like themes presented. and Yeah, but themes are so generic. Oh, yeah. It's like, like, uh, it's like uh, oh, this, if, this, show, this episode demonstrates experience of uh, past neglect and abuse. Uh, viewer discretion warning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Would, would I, if, if shows started introducing more like specific content warnings, would you be open to that? I would be, but I think in this case of Moon Knight, would you say that's a spoiler? I wouldn't. You wouldn't. Because we know that he has a terrible childhood. Like, if you know Moon Knight the character... But that's the thing. Like, most of the people watching don't know Moon Knight as the character. But, I mean, I don't think that's a spoiler because it's not spoiling anything dramatic. It's like, oh, you mean this... Then they just put it over every episode. I don't think so because then... Nope. Like, if... Okay. No, I see what you mean. Like, the the specific episode of it. Yeah. Because there's a crowd out there who thinks that putting trigger warnings on things is um, raising a baby generation. And I don't really agree with that. Because I feel like trigger warnings have always been there. I think now we just got to respect people with specific things going on. No, that's that's fair, especially if it's like a traumatic past flashback, and uh, you know, if, if it just brings up some repressed memory, mm. that is definitely a caution exactly. you know, for some people. And the people who say it, they're generally not affected, or they didn't have that experience. So. Like, I don't want to watch a dog die on screen, mm. right? And so when I watched Iron Legend the first time, it was a bit rough for me. Yeah. Um, but there is actually a website called Does the Dog Die where you can look up any bit of media that has come out, right? And you can put in, does this thing happen? It used to be just Does the Dog Die? But then they expanded it to uh, a whole range of triggers. Oh, cool. So you can say, I don't like clowns or I don't like uh, child abuse. I don't like child death. I don't like uh, sexual assault. And you can basically see if you look up a movie and it says what it has in it. Uh, they probably filter it according to IMBD because IMBD has a parental... Um Guys. Yes, yes. So I think it's based on that, and they take the keywords and they. I won't be surprised. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it might at least be crowdsourced a little bit I for say, yeah. more specific stuff because I feel like it does go specific. No, that, that's yeah. a good website. Um, but do you think you should go out in your own time to find it? But I think the people, you know, they may not have the time or they may not. I mean, it, it depends what you expect of a, a Disney Plus, like a Disney show to go this in depth with abuse. You might not be expecting that. I feel like. You set expectations for yourself. If 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 uh, like with Daredevil, you're watching it, it's an MA show. You're like, okay, I wouldn't show this to someone who's like nine years old, right? True. Um, but with Moon Knight, you'd be like, oh yeah, no, a nine year old can watch that it's, if they're watching it with me. That's fine. But then you see these these scenes, and that's very intense. Yeah, was that the first example of maternal abuse? It's always paternal abuse with the MCU properties with the terrible fathers. Let me just think through them really quick. Uh, Thor had a bad dad, correct? Iron Man had a neglectful dad Star at Lord. some point. Star-Lord had a bad dad. I'm going to go chronologically now. Captain America, 
We don't hear about his parents. Uh, who's next? Ant Man. Don't hear about his parents. Black Widow. Black Widow. Her dad though. Yeah, no, she just has a bad upbringing. I feel like it is a very easy. It's oh, is Chadwick easy? Uh, Black Panther was good absent. dad. He's a good dad, but like not understanding and uh, changing his beliefs wise. I don't think that's 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 like neglectful. I think that's okay, just okay. a dad, you know. Um, you know the the abusive dad is a very easy thing to go to, and I f- and I'm glad. Hmm, glad's the wrong word. I'm appreciative of the fact that they did go for a maternal abuse because that is something that people deal with. And I wish they'd gone for a more. I wish I wish movies dealt with the more emotional abuse and physical. It's easy to display on screen, you know. It's not something that we all relate to, but something that we can all understand. You and know, Entangled, they talk about that as well. Correct, actually, yeah. Um, Encanto, I think, but that's generational, not that's, abuse. Guess a generational, yeah. That's different. It's not intentional. But I feel like emotional abuse is something that needs to be discussed on film a bit more because it's hard to do so because um. Unless you dedicate it mm. to that being the story, um, but yeah, any 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 final thoughts? What's, what's your verdict on how many that? moons out of ten? I gave it eight and a half full moons out of ten. I think I give it about the same. Yeah, yeah, um, wonderful. Well, let's cut to we're going to cut to the a break or the breaks here. Yeah, just so we can get some ads in. We'll come back with um, some little verdicts and we can have a little discussion, and then we're off on to Doctor Strange. Um, I should have had a song prepped, ready to go. I do now. This is Money Lime Cordial. We'll be back in a bit. I asked for people to, to submit uh, through the Q&A feature. feature, and somebody said, what's better, Lego Batman or The Batman? And I don't know if they meant as a movie or... As a game. Oh, as a character. <laughs> so, have you seen The Lego Batman? Not the movie, no, but I heard it's really good. It is like, very it's, good. It's um, actually, unironically, a good portrayal of Batman. Genuinely, it is. It's a good portrayal of Batman and Dealing the Joker. With angst and uh, yeah, basically like, relationship. do I want to be alone in this? As it blah blah. blah. I, th- I very much liked it, but I like the games, like the Arkham games, the DS games, <sighs> the Lego Batman DS. I've never played. I never. I haven't not played a Lego game. Okay. I've been at someone's house and like played it, it, but not like I've not actually like owned one and played oh. through or anything like that. But yeah, no, that okay. So I reckon. I reckon. I reckon. The Lego Batman is yeah, better I, I than... Yeah, anything's better than the Batman. You didn't like it that much? No, cause I'm, I'm partial towards Seven, and, and the Batman ripped it off, so... It didn't rip it off. It used known story elements that they both used. That's called ripping off. That's not. How can they both use it if Seven did it first? Because, okay, um, they're not unique to Seven. Hmm. But I just found like a lot of things were they're unique to the real life Zodiac killer who did it first. Yeah, but like the, the cinematography and it was just like very like taxi driver Joker type thing. Yeah, I mean it's it's what is it? Good artists uh, emulate good good works. artists borrow, great artists steal. Yeah, that's the quote. Um, easy. The well, best part of the Batman was the Joker deleted scene. No, that, there were other good things than that. I, I enjoyed it, all right? L- let me have it. Anyway, okay. so uh, we did have another question, which was, uh, what do you think it would have been like starting this and how is it going? I the, think the it's, show? Yeah, yeah. This is a general thing. Are we talking about when you started, started? No, this, the, the verdict, verdict. The verdict, because this show has transformed from when I've had it. That's a really good question. Uh, who asked it? I'd like to thank that person. Oh, gosh, I have to go and find out now. Let me just let me just figure this out. Um. Oh Jesus! Oh, I've lost that. Okay. Um, 
Their name is Jamie on TikTok. Oh, thank you, Jamie of TikTok. That was an excellent question. I think the show is going pretty well. I think we've been, I don't know, not, not so better, but like, I don't know, more motivated, especially since we're on Spotify now. Yeah, We yeah. can post our recordings and, you know, see what goes in, listen to it as a concrete record of what we did before and how we improve or how we talk. Mm. So yeah, it's like, it's good I feel work. like we've improved since we've been on Spotify. Yeah, because I used to just record it on my phone and listen to it back, and yeah. uh, Spotify is better. <laughs> Correct. Thank you, Jamie and TikTok, for that question. Um, okay, let's go on to our next segment, which is Doctor Strange in the Mummyverse. Sorry, in the Multiverse of Mummy. Sorry, in the Mummy <laughs> in the multi. Sorry. The Mummyverse? In, in, in the Multiverse of Mummy. Brendan Fraser? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Brendan Fraser's there. Um, I have a lot of thoughts about this. Yeah. A lot of thoughts. I want you to take the helm on this if you don't mind. Uh, and then I will talk at the end. Like a whole recap of the movie? You don't necessarily have to do a whole recap. You can just take us bit by bit on what you like throughout. And then okay, sort of, okay. And sort of, and, and other stuff. Yeah. So are we doing a plot summary? Yes, yes. Okay, so you want to start with the plot summary first or should we just Ye- talk our overall thoughts on the movie? I think we sort of do, do a quick plot summary because we don't have super long length. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just just walk us through the main premise. and. Okay, so basically at the beginning of the movie, um, uh, the the ponytail Doctor Strange. Defender w- Strange. Defender Strange is going with um, America. I always found it so funny when they said America. So we got to save America. It's not strange. I think that he just keeps calling her the kid because of that. Yeah, but when when he says, yeah. Amer- like, America, you got to do this. Like, yeah, America, yeah. you got to be saved. And yeah, he yeah. felt very corny and... It was. I and mean, yeah, okay. So basically, Defender Strange is running with America Chavez against this Eldritch Abomination monster. Yeah, thing. it's like Ribbon Man, um, Ribbon Thing. Well, yeah, they're fighting, fighting, fighting. And then eventually they start losing. So Doctor Strange has this genius idea of trying to absorb uh, America's powers because he likes to be the one with the knife. He yes. likes to be the one in control of the situation. And he was like, and she's like, why are you doing this? We were friends. Why are you taking my powers? Why are you trying to. You know, w- w- we've been through a lot, so much together. And he's like, no, because you you can't control your powers and you can't be trusted. So therefore, I will take this, and I will. I'm the only one who has the will to do it. And uh, and, 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 and I feel like Strange is one of those characters that's very like utilitarian, where it's like, if it benefits the 51, percent we're gonna do it. But that's the thing. Like, I just didn't like this argument which they presented in the movie. Like, you gave him the time stone. That was the only possible outcome out of six billion whatever he had to do. Thirteen that. million, yeah. Yeah, that's what he had to do. And they're saying if that's his optional choice that he had, to, he just gave it. Well, yeah, I th- I feel like... They're dramatizing it a lot more than it needs to be. But it, it does speak to the greater sort of character that Strange is. But I think what the... what When in hindsight thinking about it was that's the public perception of what happened. Not that... Yeah, that's... Yeah. But also, again, it does speak to who Strange is as a person okay. and what he does. So back to the plot summary. Yep. Um, I got a question, Alex. Are you happy? <laughs> uh, yeah, of course I am. Yeah. Oh. Well, basically, <laughs> and Happy Hogan shows up. <laughs> <laughs> Are you this man? <laughs> Are you happy? Uh, what do you mean? He pulls up a wanted poster. <laughs> oh, they used a good photo. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, no, okay. So basically, yeah, uh, he takes the... Um, he tries taking her powers, but then he gets stabbed through the chest with a with a tentacle. I would say. Yeah, like one of the ribbon things. Um, and then she's like, "Oh, I don't know what to do." She gets scared and punches out. A portal happens, and then he realizes the portal happens. And I don't know. He tries to save her. Yeah, he does. He he gives her one last 
push basically and uses his magic in like one desperate attack to cut like the ribbon so that she can and go. then she goes through the portal and then he goes through the portal his body goes through the his portal his body goes just through flailing the around okay and then then it cuts back to Doctor Strange waking up from a nightmare mm-hmm. um, and then he does his magic-y magic-y stuff and magic-y magic-y yeah um, <laughs> and, and, and his tie and then his he puts on his suit and then he goes and then we find out he's going towards a wedding I, I, I thought he was going to a hearing or something with the you know the massive amount of diversity I guess in the crowd, okay, yeah. like I, you know he was going to an act, a wedding, yep, and um, then his friend comes and sits next to him who looks very much like um, and Hank Pym, Hank Pym, yeah, um, friend is a loose term. He's the doctor that they always argued against. Yes, I, I haven't watched the original Doctor Strange in a long time, so yeah, I yeah, he, he was the it. one that they kept butting heads. With one another because uh, it turns out that doctor always did something that would have killed somebody. Yeah, he was and a terrible doc- one, and yeah, yeah, yeah well, yeah. not even terrible. He was just the like he he would have done something that would have definitely killed somebody because he thought that was the way to do it. Mm. And there are doctor trains like I'm going to do this very risky, risky thing to do to help him, and it works. So, yeah. yeah, okay. So then he talked to him, and he's like, um, as usual, doctor trains like you know. Oh, what have you been doing up to? And then he's like, oh, I've been saving the world. And then he's talking about himself. He's like, thank you, doctor Strange, for asking. <laughs> and um, he tells him that his dogs left and his brother died, I think. Yeah, all of his family died. Was that during the snap? Yes. Okay, so then they're obviously back now. No, 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 no. Uh, he like he didn't get snapped. Everything died. And then when everything came back, he wasn't like they didn't want him anymore. So it's all like that. Oh, was it, it was like that? It was the classic that? like he got something else and then they came back and then he lost everything. Oh, okay, I thought I thought they they died or something. I think so. somebody did die though, I believe. I think the dogs died. Yeah, yeah. Um. So then, yeah. Then, then Doctor Strange. Uh, then he realized, oh, but you didn't get the girl in the end. Q two, um, Rachel walking. Ra- uh, Christine. Rachel Christine, McAdams. Rachel yeah. McAdams. Um, walking down the aisle, and I, I was expecting her to look at him, but I'm glad she didn't. Yeah. Because it's disrespectful to the spouse. <laughs> yeah. Um. You, you don't need that moment to happen. That spouse though. is such a cool dude, though. Yeah. He. Put wonderful beard. Yeah. Wonderful beard. Um. Yeah, no, it's like you never see that as well. Like, uh, you know, she's happy with the other guy. Mm. And, and it was it didn't like, even like she was talking about and the diversity. <laughs> he's black. But he's the romantic yeah. lead. Yeah, like, you know, good. you never see that. Like, it's cool seeing that. Yeah. And and he was such a big fanboy of Doctor Strange, <laughs> yeah. which humanizes him too. Yeah. And doesn't paint him as like, you know, as the, the evil. The vengeful. The evil yeah. one. Uh, he's, he's just a cool dude who just happened to work out better mm. with that. And then we get to that that talk, and then she um, unloads everything, and she's like, "What what she was feeling?" And he changes water into wine. Yeah, was that a bit too on the nose? I think was it actually water, or was it as a oh, glass of no. water? He changed it. I into thought wine. it was actually white wine, and he changed <laughs> it to red wine. No, he changed water into white Oof. wine. <laughs> no, no, yeah, it's like was that a bit too on the nose? I think it, I think he even said that. Yeah, he's like, was it? He's like, oh yeah, just. Just like how you do it, or something like that, she said. Yeah. Um. And then, yeah, she. Then he's like, "Oh, why didn't it work out between us?" And then she was like, "You always had to be the one in control. You always had to yeah. be the one holding the knife." And um. Yeah. Then I think he accepted that, and he's like, "Oh, how long were you holding that in for?" She was like, "All the time." And then she wished him all the best, and then she left. Then there was a car crash, which happened. Then he finishes his wine <laughs> before he does this. But speaking of speaking of this, the cityscape was classic Sam Raimi. No, that I noticed that first. Classic yeah, Spider Man. It, it feels Raimi. very like he wants to make the city feel like it's it's alive. Always the classic New York taxi cabs and yeah, just very. It's just it's just a Spider Man cityscape, but modernized into mm, a mm. 
you know, in the 2022s, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he downs his drink, and what a cool jump he did off the um And his thing. pocket squares his cloak. Yeah. I love that. Um, uh, he jumps, uh, and then he, what's going on? Just it's invisible buses crashing and stuff. I, I didn't get when he summoned that thing. Was it him or was that the monster? He, he didn't summon it. He he undid the magic that was cloaking it. Oh, okay. I thought it he, was um, invisible. No, no. I, I know he did that finally at the end when he revealed the monster. But it's, when he f- initially came, he did something and then something came out of the ground and did something. What? I don't remember. Um, oh, maybe he probably partially unveiled it and then he fully unveiled it. No, because I've seen this scene twice because it got re- it got released earlier, mm. and he comes down. Then he unveils it, but they didn't do anything before that. No, His when he when he's when he's landing from the when he's flying down and landing, there was this this monster thing which did that, and then it was like with his magic. I think he summoned it, f- like you know how he summons those uh, those uh, hands, like uh, from Monsters Inc. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes, I think he. I, th- I didn't know if he intentionally summoned it or did he partially reveal that monster. I, d- I don't remember it to be honest. Yeah, whatever. The monster destroying the city, and then he reveals it, and then everyone's screaming and running. Yeah. And then he finds America, I think, and then he, he sees g- America go onto the bus, and then he saves yep. her, yeah. and he sends a cloak, and then he gets knocked out, and then my boy Wong comes. Yeah, and does some sick flips. Yeah, and then he just. Uh, I don't know, he had the kunai or something. Yes. And he was just uh, with magic and throwing it. And then, I don't know, he didn't get knocked out. No. Um, but then America uh, did some teleporty thing and then the carpet got caught with a bicycle and it went to the uh, window ledge or something. Yeah. Um, and then Dr. Strange wakes up, uh, looks at her, I think she's on the roof. Mm-hmm. And she says something about magic, I think. I don't remember. Whatever, the, 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 he saves her, but the first gore in the movie, he gets the, the lamppost, shoves it in the guy's eyeball, yeah. yanks it out like a, you know how you'd like get those meatballs? Like, <laughs> like, and the sound that it made, it went... Yeah, like a toothpick, thunk. like, yeah. Yeah. That's very Sam Raimi horror. It didn't feel like a, um, a standard Marvel movie to me. No, but for many reasons that I'll get into later. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, we... we, we we should get through the plot a little bit quicker just so okay, we've got so time we're, to delve into it. Okay, so they find out she steals a sling ring. He r- she runs away. They find him thanks to Wong's sling ring. Yeah. And he's, she's like, oh, I'm from a... I don't, uh, dreams are an extension of your multiversal self. Yeah. So whatever your dreams are, that's what your multiversal self is experiencing. And he's like, no, prove it. <laughs> but first she's like, oh, about Spider-Man and talks. Uh, yeah. We saved the multiverse before because of Spider-Man and yeah, yeah. all that. They, they didn't know who Peter Parker was, but they... they, they the Adventures of Spider-Man is still remembered. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, prove it. Then they bring to the dead body and they f- show the dead body. Of of the uh, Defender Strange. Yeah, and then he unethically buries him. <laughs> Just on the roof. <laughs> uh, but, well, technically it's his body. So like, <laughs> And then they're like, uh, Wong's like, those are not um, runes. Those are witchcraft. Witchcraft, yeah. And then wh- and then it's like, what witch can we go see? And then Strange's like, I know, the r- I know somebody. Oh, and speaking of... Uh, what a great job she did. She's such a great actress. She is. It was her movie. She bodied That's what it. I say, yeah. And I yeah. feel like I feel like it shouldn't have been a doctor. And I'll get into this later. I feel okay, like so basically Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange goes and sees Wanda. She's doing her classic um did you notice uh, what I noticed during the movie? There's a lot of Snow White themes. Yeah, it's on the um, T V and stuff the, like the that. The T V and the she's a witch and she's cutting apples. Yeah, the apples aren't there yet, but yeah, they will be. Um Yeah, so he goes and talks to her, basically hand away with the Westview. Um I, I thought he would have been. He should have been more, um, you know, uh, 
he was meant to have had an involvement in the TV show, mm. but he just didn't. And then I guess because it fixed itself, they didn't really have to worry about it. And I think the the good scene about it, they're talking about it, and then she mentions America, and then she should be saved, and he's like, she's like, oh, oh no, I, I did, I didn't. You didn't mention you her didn't name, mention did you? The name. Now yeah. you're not on the lunchbox. <laughs> and then she dispels the illusion, and then it shows this the dark book. What was it called again? Darkhold. The Darkhold. And then uh, she's like, you have till sundown. Yeah. And and you got to hand her over. I will, and my form of mercy was sending that monster instead of sending myself. Yeah. Um, and I'm reasonable. I think that was the word which he used. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, he said, be reasonable. And it's like, that was me being that, reasonable. What, what, she's such a great actress. Mm. Um, oh, no. And then, no, no. Before they introduced her, there was, she was tucking her kids in. And then she wakes up from that dream, yeah, yeah, which yeah. was actually her other self. And then the way, yeah, there was nice little technical stuff that they did there as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. So yeah, then then she's like, you have to sign down. Then Wong, they go back to the uh, the san- not the sanctum, the Carmitage. Yeah. And um, America is like, you went to the person to who thought he would help us, but is they actually one hunting us? And you told her where I was. <laughs> and you told her where I was. And then yeah, basically they the the. I think the Chinese branch and the London branch come together. Hong Kong and London, yeah. Hong Kong and London. Um, and then Wong's like, you know, you got to bow to the Doctor Strange Supreme. And he's like, oh, I've heard of it. The Doctor Strange Supreme? The, the Str- Sorcerer the Supreme. Sorcerer Supreme. Um, <laughs> if Doctor Strange ever became a pizza. <laughs> pizza balls. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So then he's like, I'm aware of this custom, but I don't choose to do it. Yeah. Um, okay, so then then Wanda comes in this big ominous cloud, which is pretty cool. Mm. I thought it was like a skull, but then it was actually turns out it was a hands when the thing dispelled. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Just. then he flies up and goes and see. Her. I honestly thought that was a really great shot. Yeah. Then both flying, uh, in compare like when you compare that to the Kingsman, the gold, uh, the the final one was it, the King's Man. The King's Man, when he's doing that dude off the cliff, and it was so painfully obvious that it was a CGI. No, this one was also painfully obvious, which is one of the issues I had. But I, I thought they, I, I didn't notice it. I thought it was really good. The oh, no, I noticed it. I noticed okay. it. it. You could tell that they weren't floating, and it's just a camera moving up and down. Maybe maybe I was distracted with the swishiness of the costume and how good they both looked. Like in, yeah, the, the, the reds really stood out, and I really liked the at the end of her cape. It was like a black, red, black. Like mm-hmm. a like like a like a red back spider type thing, like you know, dangerous. It's red. due with the corruption because her hands are the same. I thought it was a really cool costume. Like mm. again, you you were saying like you know, it's not fan servicey or anything, but you just just it's good stuff. Just it's a good good, co- stuff. good stuff. It is <laughs> no <laughs> sleeves, no <laughs> full sleeves. Well, she got sleeves now, yeah. Okay, so yeah, then um, then Doctor Strange's like, we we oppose you. And she's like, fine, I'll take this by force. And she starts attacking. Then Wong's like, fortify everything. And they do like what they did in Harry Potter where yeah. they're all making a force field with their collective magic. Even with Infinity War with the Wakanda barrier. But mm. this is a, a active barrier, not an autonomous barrier. Mm. Um, and then, then Wanda uses the Age of Ultron trick and goes into the weak mind. And she... And I, I like, like that. Fortify your mind. Yeah, I like it. We're just like fortify. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. He just yells it out. I'm like, Jesus, man. Yeah, uh, that seems like a weird thing to to yell out. And then she goes into that Kit Harrington wannabe. Yeah. <laughs> and then and he was the little novice, weak little guy. Honestly, if Scarlet Witch came into my mind like that, I don't blame him. <laughs> Mommy, <I understand>. <laughs> <laughs> run! I'm like, yeah. And then I'm she was run like, and then he ran, and then she broke through, but. Straight away, all the deaths and stuff, like, 
she was just killing people and throwing cannons mm. and stuff and burning people. Like, everyone's like, no, it's out of her character. But no, she was under the influence of the Darkhold. She was at the lowest point of her life. She wasn't life. under the influence. It just fed on her. Like, with the Darkhold, it doesn't change who you are. It just, it just amplifies your belief. Yes. So that was under the influence. Yeah, well, I, um, like amplified influence. Like it, uh, she had a desire to see her children, but the dark hold amplified it in a negative way. Yeah, yeah, true. and um, yeah. So she and she attacked all these people. Then, then she got trapped in the mirror dimension by Doctor Strange, and then yes. she goes, which is interesting. How could she go through that? Like, so. There's a concept here that I quite like. Is there's a book I read called Scott Agree Pleasant back when I was younger. Oh, I read that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Derek Landy. Yeah, did you get up to the Warlocks stuff? Warlock um, and Witches? I remember it was the, the orange book, then the blue book. Well, this is like book six or seven. I don't think so then. Okay. So the way that they just. So in, in this universe, you've got people who. You've got mages and sorcerers. They go by a collective of names and they've, they've got very specific magic they can do. They're either adepts or. They're elementals, which means that they do very specific magic. But there's also warlocks and witches. Warlocks are just male versions, witches, witches, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And they can do a lot of stuff, random, crazy, powerful stuff. And the way they talk about it is because they never got taught to... They never... Sorry. The way that mages and sorcerers are, they just happen to come across specific magic that they train themselves in. And But warlocks and witches, they don't, they don't have that restriction. They're the same as everybody else, but they just get taught to use magic the way you want to use it. And they become more powerful. It's like because they they don't have that belt or that barrier. They don't have the preconceived notion that magic should exist a certain way, and so they're able to bend the rules. Not, not bend the rules; they just defy the rules. Yeah, the, defy the, the the preconceived rules. And I think it's the same with here with witchcraft. It can navigate around because sorcery is very specific, right? Sorcery, well, hence the runes, which one Wong mentioned. Yes, so sorcery. You know, they've got libraries and libraries and spells are named after people. With with sorcery, her probability hex magic, it's very just raw power. And I think I that's see, how yeah. she's able to manipulate and just go, mirror dimension? All right, I'll get out of here through a reflection. Yeah. And then does it. And know? then, yeah, then, then it's like hide the, cover all the reflections. Yep. And then she comes out ring style out of the gong. I like that. I like that. I like that too. Um, yeah. Yeah, ampli- amplifies the horror aspect, like the first MCU slash horror property. Mm. I mean, I would consider it partial horror. I wouldn't consider it full horror, mm. but horror, um, thriller, thriller, I would say as well. Thriller, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, um, okay, yeah, she comes out, and then she, uh, then, then America Chavez takes her and Doctor Strange, uh, no, takes herself and Doctor Strange to another dimension. Through, so we got like a kaleidoscope of dimensions that go yeah, through. They go through the cartoon world and the ink world. There's too. cartoon, there's paints, there's also like a 1930s noir, there's uh, dinosaurs, uh, which I think it's like the Savage Land, probably. Uh, with the with the cartoon one, it just shows that what if is another dimension, but in cartoon, and it's equally as valid as the movies. Yeah, and that wasn't even the what if cartoon. That no, was that wasn't. That yeah. was just a, that, but that's still. Yeah, with the nice like merry go round. Um, I'm just I'm just being conscious of time here. Right, do you want to take over then? Yeah. So, uh, they end up in a universe where everything seems great, right? They've got plants and stuff. Everything is all all. Very n- 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 uh, nature and thing. Yeah, it, it seems to be like a utopia. Yeah. And then they, f- they go to the the Sanctum and they find that Mordo's there, but it's not oh, there. Before, oh, are we talking about the memory and flashback thing? No, this is... No. No. They, before they go to the Sanctum, they, they're walking down the street, they step in the memory thing and then uh, America sees Doctor Strange and she gets... He, 
she um, she gives her the watch, him yeah. the watch, and then she sees a uh, uh, Doctor Strange sees America's flashback with her mums and stuff. Yeah, and <laughs> my name is Michael with a B. There's a B. <laughs> ah, it was a wasp, wasn't it? I uh, probably. Yeah. Oh, and then that shows a backstory that mm. she got attacked by a wasp, and then she opened a dimensional portal, and her parents, parents got, got sucked, sucked in. in. Yeah, sucked in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So sorry. Uh, yeah, and then after that, they sort yeah, of they find the sanctum, uh, and they meet Mordo, who is this universe's sorcerer supreme. I love the dreads, though. Mm. And then, very um, what's it called from uh, Thor, Idris Elba character Heimdall. Same, same mm. exact dreads. And and then they sort of go through this back and forth where uh, Mordo was like, oh, you're a friend of mine, and blah, 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 blah. And Strange is like, this isn't right. This is weird. And then, and then crossing the red light, that was his analogy. Sorry? Like crossing the red light, because uh, in, in that, oh, in that yes, dimension, yes. they go on red. Yeah, correct. And then he sips his cup of tea. Which has the sands of Ishanti in them, mm. which basically make him... Uh, Drowsy. Peace out. I love the the whole uh, the it's effects trippy. on the screen. It was very a uh, Windows Media esque. You know the, the basic yeah, window yeah. effects. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So they put. Then they find out they're in this contain containment chamber, this glass thing, to prevent um, any um, diseases from leaving the country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So essentially, to because they come from a different universe, they don't want a whole um, Spanish versus. And this is the else. one where I got the most hyped. She was like, I'm from the Baxter Foundation. I, did, I was no, like, I was yeah. with my girlfriend and I just squeezed her hand. Yeah. Like, what? I'm like, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> that was so hard when I heard that. I was so, like, so cool. Again, I, I don't want to bog us down the details. So, yeah, we see all this stuff happen and then um, he's basically trying to warn everybody that the thing's coming, but they don't really care. They're worried about dealing with themselves. And then Mordo comes like, this is the Illuminati. Yeah, he's basically like, welcome to the Illuminati. The Ultron... Uh, Centuries. Successful Ultron. Hence, that's why there would be no vision in this this world. Yeah. So that's why Wanda was a single mom. Interesting. That's what I saw. Like Who's uh, the dad, though? That's the thing. We don't know. Mm, I, magic. I think something else happened there. Um, anyway, yeah. Maybe the father left or something like that. Maybe. So uh, we meet the Illuminati, which uh, comprised of... Black Bolt. Black Bolt, um, Captain Carter, Monica Rambo. And Captain Carter. It was so cool seeing her in live action finally. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't really care about Captain Carter know, that she, much. She, she, good costume. Yeah, yeah. And then we get Monica Rambo, and then we see... Uh, John Krasinski. I could just only see John Krasinski. Like, I don't know. I can't. I hate I hate the casting. I, I, I actually do too. Like I was like, you know, John Krasinski, that's perfect. I see the photos, but actually in real life, he just sounds like Jim and he just doesn't feel like But it. it's just, Reed, Reed Richards is a different guy and it's just one bit He's of He's not fan calculating of. enough. He's very warm and like friendly. Mm. He needs yeah. to be a bit, yeah. You, you were saying like he's the morally gray guy and he's yeah. worse than Doctor Strange in regards to. Yeah. I don't see John, I mean, maybe in the future, that's probably the reception you'll get. Um, and then he probably could change. I just want somebody else to play him. Uh, did, have you seen the Nando V movies where he cast the... That's what we were doing. I watched a different... Didn't we do it? No. We no, we, a, did, we, we, we did something X-Men. else. Yeah. You know, Nando V movies where he cast the Fantastic Four. Yeah, uh, that's, that was the video I was going to show as well. It's very good, very good. Um, um, anyway, yeah, so then he meets the Illuminati, and they basically walk him and through... And Patrick Stewart. Yes, Patrick Stewart's there. But he's not... He's, he's, not not the he's not Fox X-Men, Patrick he's Stewart. He's this one. He is 19... No, he is the 97 X-Men. He's that one. He came in the hover chair. Yeah, and the tie. And then they basically walk him through the where... Basically, the story of how they came to be and that strange... And was a fake uh, model. 
not not a fake martyr, but he was a uh, he was glorified, even though he was they they executed him for being corrupted. Yeah, so Strange uh, did some dream walking to try and defeat Thanos, and it ended up destroying another universe through an incursion. Which so I, I'll, I, how I'll, did I'll that talk work? about I'll talk about okay. incursions later because it's a big Marvel thing. I was just thinking of like school incursions. Like, no, oh, it, Constable K came and visited us for school <laughs> incursion. Oh know. God, I remember that stuff. No, uh, but yeah, incursions are like a big Marvel thing. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, they talk about that and the how... So he killed trillions through that. Yes. Um, maybe not trillions, but billions, billions. Uh, Moon Knight's multiversal self. What? Can you imagine? What do you mean? Like, the different personalities and stuff? Uh, maybe, that, yeah. That'll be He might be just the same, because Stephen Strange is, like, the same in every universe. Okay, okay yeah, we're going on. Yeah, so, uh, and then they basically killed him, because um, to... He, he was under the influence, and he could have done it again, and he was corrupted. Uh, Even though he was kind of, like, remorseful. So, country type thing, or... Yeah, and then they sort of made him a martyr, and went, hey, look, look at all the good stuff he's done to maintain his thing. And then Wanda comes and possesses the other bodies, looks straight at the camera. Yeah. And then... Um, Attacks the, the 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 headquarters. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Wanda dreamwalks into Wanda and goes to the thing and just obliterates the Illuminati. Yeah. Dreamwalk is such a cool word. Literally, like, doesn't even look back and just spaghettifies everybody. Blows yeah. the brains out of somebody. Literally spaghettifies. Yeah. Them. And just and that black bolt scene. Yeah. That was probably the, one of the most gory thing in the MCU. Mm. You mm. should see his bloodshot eyes. Yeah. No, it was pretty intense. Um. Uh, but John Krasinski like literally tells her how to beat Black Bolt. Like, yeah. Don't make my friend open his mouth. No. Okay. Again, I I don't want to do it right now because I'll just ramble. Okay. Okay. So um, yeah. So she destroys the Illuminati, and then Stephen takes Christine and America, and takes them through the, the under sewers. Or it yeah. wasn't a sewers. It was, it, like was kind of like a drain tunnel, something like that. And basically, they just. Trying they bang, to bang, bang through the doors, and yeah, they're trying to they're trying to push back Wanda, but she keeps breaking through, and then he just floods the. Gate. I didn't like how long they had that jump scare. No, it wasn't a jump scare scene, but they just focused too much on the dripping and the focusing on the face, and I, I felt that scene went a little bit too long. Probably. Well, I think it went too long for other reasons. Okay. <laughs> Which I'll get into later. Um, yeah, and then uh, they, they, they're they trying to get to the Book of Vashanti because the Vashanti... Is the good counterpart to that and it yes. can whatever your wish is like Dragon Balls. It's a, a plot device. And it had to be naturally destroyed. It's a plot device. Yeah, and then they get there and then everything goes to hell. Yep, she abducts... Uh, oh, no, before that she became crowned and she became... Went to a temple. Yeah, so she went to the... Um, the, the tomb. It's not a tomb, it's a throne. It's not a boulder. <laughs> it's a rock. <laughs> it's a rock. It's called Mount Something, and it's where Cthon, who's a, like an ancient demon, uh, because in the comics, Cthon is the one that basically controls Wanda, mm. and he like puppets her with her own children and stuff like that. This is Cthon's temple where he, the original Darkhold is. The Darkhold is written on the walls, which I thought was quite cool, and it's meant to be the place for the Scarlet Witch to live, and all the demons are in control. And we get like the last fight scene is here. Yeah, at least give her a chair. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna lay down. Um, just a, it was not a throne; it's a slab. True. So, yep. So then the monsters bow to her. She goes with Wong. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, then then we go back to the part, uh, the present where the book is destroyed. She takes uh, America, goes back to her slab, mm-hmm. and then uh, Doctor Strange and Christine they go into the ruined universe where they find uh, host incursion, which is a really cool. I read about it later that 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 since Sinister Strange, yeah. He was exactly the same as Doctor Strange, except that when Christine, like all the Infinity War went through and everything, 
Mm. And the, the the point of change was he he wasn't surely happy, and he and he went and read the dark hold, and then became corrupted. Oh, so that was the, that was the he said I was exactly like you, and I changed on the wedding when Christine asked me, "Are you happy?" Which is really really like one thing to consider is the universe doesn't look that way because it's strange. No, he caused it because of the dark hold, and that was the effects on the power. Yes, but that's not because okay, it caused an incursion. Which is destroying all the other strangers when they jump. Like what? he's like, "Oh, have you ever had that dream of falling?" That was me. that was me. Yeah, killing no, so, all the other strangers. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah. So th- uh, this is a post-incursion universe where he's like the last guy. That's okay. Like, and then they had the epic uh, Disney Fantasia battle with the music. I love that. That's probably the best part of the movie for me. You think it was very? Yes. It was very Fantasia-esque. It's where well, they're using each other's scores against one another. I love that. Very um, what's the, the composer? Danny Elfman. Yeah, I mean very he did Danny it. Yeah, Elfman. yeah. Um, and then he had the single harp note, and then just went through the neck, and so and he got impaled in like, and you see it on screen. Yeah, and the third eye was rubbish. I didn't like the CGI neither. So. Uh, our strange decides he's gonna give into N- the dark hold. N- became a necromancer. Yeah, and he dream walks into Defender Strange's body, and then the souls of the innocents were coming the to damned. grab the damned. Yeah, um, it's just a vine reference. Oh, we're yeah. gonna go and try and grab him, and then oh, then uh, the most cringiest scene of the movie came was like, "Go back to hell." <laughs> like <laughs> the way she said it was just so two thousands or. Movie, yes, like she had the cannon, she just shot one of the demons, yeah. Um, yeah, and then so he basically uses the yeah, okay, so he just uses the cloak, he, he makes a cloak from the people, which I loved, which is pretty cool. And then, and then he flew like Agatha, yeah, and then the, there's a big fight scene. And instead of instead of one beating the other through their might, um, America just shows Wanda, which is really good. That everyone, a lot of comments are complaining about it that. You know, she acknowledged that she was weaker. She acknowledged that she's inexperienced, but she used another way, which I always like seeing. I hate yes. seeing fist fights because sometimes they're boring. Yeah. I like to see the other way. And then she saw the children. Snow White was on the TV, and then the kids were like, it's the witch because they were watching Snow yeah. White. Yeah. And then they went to the, the other mother. The other mother. The other mother. <laughs> Is uh, that like Caroline? Yeah. Um. Yeah. And basically showed Wanda that she probably isn't doing this well. And yeah. Wonder then went okay. I'll destroy the dark hole, and then she destroyed all the Turnitin um, copyright copies. <laughs> yeah, she she she, she, she hates piracy. Plagiarism. plagiarism. So that's basically the plot, right? Wonder's anti-piracy confirmed. So that's basically the plot, right? Yeah, and oh, then uh, the post-credit and the uh, Charlie, which I'll, I'll I'll get to that because I'll explain incursions in a bit because it's okay. kind of this a fun little thing. So. What is your overall score of the movie? I what did you it, like? Honestly, and what you I thought it was really good. I'd give it a solid eight. Cool. Yeah, I I know we tend to disagree on votes sometimes. Yeah, no, like I with the Batman, yeah, yeah, and stuff. But I I really enjoyed this. So movie. what what worked for you? In this what movie? worked for me was I mean, I don't know. I just love the visuals. I love some of the cinematography. I loved especially Elizabeth Olsen as the villain. I thought um, you don't generally see a lot of good female villains mm-hmm. in the MCU, like. I think she was a way better Hela. Um, like uh, the the Scarlet Witch. Yeah, I think she was just Hela, but done way better. I don't think they're similar in any way, shape, or form. No, no. I'm just trying to say, like, um, I don't know. She comes back, and like the, the presence, I guess, what she had, maybe because it was more established throughout the MCU. Yeah. But I felt that she was more threatening than Hela. Like, 
Like, you know, I'm the last female villain of the MCU, which I'm trying to think of. Yeah. And I thought she did it really well. Fair enough. And, um, yeah, cinematography was good. Um, Wong actually did stuff, which was cool. Okay, yeah. Um, but, I, again, the Illuminati scene was a bit iffy for me. Yeah. Uh, the John Krasinski didn't quite work as I thought it would be. I was hyped when I saw it, and I was really happy that the fan casting. But the more he talked, he just seemed like Jim. Like, you know, yeah. it just seemed, you know, that's John Krasinski. I didn't see Mr. Fantastic, like how I saw, um, you know, Heath Ledger as the Joker. Yeah. Tony Saga's Iron Man. I just like, no, that's just John Krasinski just wearing a Fantastic Four outfit. The costume was cool. Mm. Um, but, and and they were just, it was very like how she killed all of them. It was very um, um invincible first episode-esque. Um, yeah. Killing Guardians of the Globe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't like... um. Rambo as a Captain Marvel. I don't know. Like I felt they were all too condescending towards um, Strange. I mean, it was understandable. They were like dismissing the threat of the Scarlet Witch because her their universe's Scarlet Witch wasn't as powerful, powerful, and she was more of a family mother. Yeah, and plus they they have no reason to trust him because and they think that all the strangers are the same. Which they kind of are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know. Like I felt it was too short. I liked the lineup. Um, Black Bolt was a little bit corny. Mm. Um, He's the, the same actor from the Billy Batman. Yeah, TV I know show. that's what I saw. But um, Captain Carter was good. I like. I just like the costume and the jetpack and stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, pretty violent deaths for an MCU property, which I thought was pretty. Um, you know, getting out there and actually committing to your Sam Raimi vision. Yeah. Okay. So but yeah, you present your thoughts. I give it a 5 out of 10. Wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> I gave it a 6 on the day, and just thinking through, I give it a 5. One of the you things, watched it once, though, right? Yes. One of the things I don't like about Doctor Strange is we don't, know, we don't ever know what he's capable of. We don't know what the stakes are. There's no rules in magic, right? Do you know what uh, a soft and a hard magic system are? Like uh, white magic and black magic? No. So soft magic and so hard magic is a, a magic system that follows specific rules. Like Avatar: Last Airbender is a hard oh, magic yeah, system. Yeah, yeah. Soft magic is something like Harry Potter. So like fire can only control fire and lightning. That's yes. It. Okay. And people have limitations. You don't. There's no power. Scale. No, no. Yeah. He. He. That's what they said. Uh, uh, the the witch and him. They had powers as the plot demanded. Mm. So she could do things exactly. which she couldn't do before, but the plot presented it to her, and she just figured it out. Which I hated. I hate that that's because fair. when I'm watching it, and I'm like, oh, just do that thing you did. 30 minutes ago, you could probably do that right now. And we saw in the first movie, we, we saw in the first movie, we saw in Infinity War, we saw in Endgame, Doctor Strange. Why didn't she have other kids? <laughs> Doctor Strange <laughs> using like pretty intense magic, so yeah. pretty powerful magic. And in this movie, they just make swords. Yeah, well, they actually just, they didn't use magic, they used magic to make weapons. Which, which I hate, I, I hated that. It's now dumb. that you mentioned it, yeah, I noticed that as well. It's like, they, there was no... The only time there was constructed magic was when Strange was fighting Gargantos in the beginning, right? He used the big arms as a thing. Yeah, and, and Wong was just using kunai's attached to magic, which was just a glorified rope. It's just yeah. shiny rope. They they depowered all the sorcerers. And they, they amplified uh, the Scarlet Witch's magic to make it seem as more magic. Well, no, I, d- I didn't mind the Scarlet Witch being able to do what she could do because it still kind of followed her rules of telepathy and telekinesis. And plus she had the knowledge of the book, which can... And cheat. her magic is it's just, just, just a cheat code. Guide. Her, her magic is chaos, right? But Doctor they Strange should have wiped her. They should have wiped her, and they didn't. 
Um, the Illuminati just felt half baked because they didn't have Iron Man. They didn't have a uh, Namor and stuff. No, 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 no. Not not half baked in the lineup. Half baked in the characters. Not oh, they them, were very one dimensional. Yes, none of them felt convincing. I didn't like Mordor as well in the movie. It was very boring. I, Mordor, I, Mordor, Mordor is from oh, from from uh, yeah. Lord of the Rings. No, so I basically I didn't enjoy the what the characters were trying to do. Black Bolt's outfit was stupid. It felt like it, it was like a Black Flash outfit. Kind of. Well, it's, it's just normally okay. MCU are good with outfits, right? Marvel are good with outfits. They just gave him his comic outfit and didn't change anything about it. It looked goofy as hell. Mm. And none of the characters felt believable. It didn't feel like I was seeing someone who's been Captain Carter for a while. It felt like uh, I was seeing Haley Atwell doing her last thing. Yeah, it felt like it was Haley Atwell with a shield. Um, the only person who probably felt a little bit believable was Captain Marvel because she had that kind of arrogance of somebody who can't be no, hurt. That, that's true. Mr. Fantastic, just again, like you said, just, just didn't feel like it. And he didn't use much stretchy powers. Yeah. Um, for multiver- Multiverse of Madness, there were two, three multiverses that we saw. That wasn't very mad. Mm. That was quite tame. Uh, <laughs> but no, he went through all those different multiverses. That counts. Oh, Surely yeah. the madness of Dimension Hopping. I feel like crazy. Guardians of the Galaxy did the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's all these things, a big structural prop. Also... The CGI was wonky as hell. In what parts? The beginning bit, when they're getting grabbed by Gargantos, it looked terrible. Oh, yeah, he looked like... The um, skyline looked terrible. looked like Monsters vs. Aliens type thing. Yeah, the skyline didn't look very well. I think that's probably due to COVID, I think, um, with limitations and stuff. So I just didn't like this movie that much. Okay. I'm glad I saw it, but I'm just, just kind of like, mm, it just didn't do anything for me. And so I... Like I, yeah, like I don't, I don't want to hate it. I've never really disliked it, but this is one of the weakest entries into MCU. They got the second lowest, I think, equal with Thor, uh, higher than Eternals. That's what I'm saying. I feel like this is, it's better than Dark World. Just the, I preferred the first Doctor Strange because the magic was more engaging. The the only this is why I like the end fight with the music because that was an engaging bit of magic, right? I see, yeah. Everything else was just oh, I'm gonna use my magic to break something. I'm going to make swords. And there was no, like, inventive. And Wong did the Captain America shield blocking the... Sorry? The, the rock. He yes, did yeah. a Captain America shield. Which is like, yeah, what's it, the, the magic versus science thing? Mm. Or magic versus machinery? Yeah, you yeah. Just use magic to make machinery. So, the one thing I did like is how each different strange had different colored magic. Yeah, the, like the, the, the the Defender Strange was like a, blue, a white, bluish blue. magic, and then we've obviously got yellow and orange, and then the, the other one was purple. Mm. Uh, mainly because I think Darkhold stuff as well. I like the costume design for Scarlet Witch and Doctor Strange and Wong. Wong had an updated costume. Yeah. I like America Chavez had a good costume because it was very comic America. accurate. Um, uh, do you think um, Rachel McAdams was forced into the movie? Like sometimes she was. Why was she even there? No, I feel like she. I feel like she needed to be there because it could have been anyone else to help Doctor Strange. No, it was no. She is the night nurse in comics, but uh, she, I, filled, I, she filled a comic accurate role. I think one thing which I I think which really made me like the movie was that whole um discussion about are you happy and what happiness truly is, and you have to give up things. I I I really thought that message was good. I think that was the highlight for me. For me, that felt tacked on. Did it actually as a way to. Go, oh, right, this is Doctor Strange's movie. Put some dialogue in. That's what I it see. felt like. But I, I just thought the whole, philo- philo- you know, how do you say that? Philosophical. Philosophical. <laughs> um, uh, just whole dilemma about, you know, are you happy, but are you truly happy? 
what what I did like from the Doctor Strange aspect was the knife conversation, how he needs to be the one holding the knife. Yeah, the control. And then, so he was going as far as to, you know, inhabit his dead body, use the dark cold, and almost make the mistakes of someone else. But then he realized that America Chavez can handle this, and he sort of handed the knife to her and let her do what she needed to do. But she needed to know that she could handle it. Yeah. She didn't have that motivation before until he told her, and then she's like, power up, dramatic, power up. Because, yeah, he held the knife, so he gave her the knife. It doesn't matter, but at least he gave someone the knife instead of yeah. holding it. No, no, no. That's time. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I like that aspect of it. I think we should have scrapped the Doctor Strange stuff. And it should have made been, it a whole Wanda movie. It should have been a Wanda movie with Doctor Strange leading an ensemble cast. So I think that what, what the way I would have improved the movie was have Doctor Strange headlining a cast of people like almost his own little Illuminati. We could still have him going to the dimensions he went to, right? He has a collection of people to help support him because I don't think Doctor Strange can carry a movie. You don't think so? No. Yeah, he's always a good supporting character because mm-hmm. he's he's meant to be that mysterious, wise, he, and old. He, he adds something to every movie like, that he's in. In in Endgame and Infinity War, he was peak. Like yeah. Infinity War, he was peak. Like when you don't see the focus is not on him. Yeah. Um. But as a main character, he's just a bit too arrogant. That's and fair. Stuff, but like it, it's because. The thing that makes him different is he does magic. But when the everybody does magic, he's just... Mm. The complaint was he was just magical Iron Man. Same... Ag- <sighs> yeah, yeah, it's very, it's very much like... Which is why they butt heads in Infinity War. Um, and they're Sherlock's too. Yeah, true. And, yeah, so the first Doctor Strange, I liked it, but it's not one of the strongest titles for me. And I think this suffers from the Plus same Plus I thought thing. it was weird when he... I mean, I understand the symbolic when he bowed to him. It just looked weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's... A bunch of other issues I've got, but I'll keep. All right, it can, short. You, can you? Can, I want. I want to listen to your talk about incursions. I'm. I'm I yes. don't know much about it. So, um, that's one thing I was just going to say. Now I forgot. That's fine. Uh, oh yeah, no, sorry. The uh, the last thing I, w- I want to say is the status quo did not change by the end of this movie. Yeah, she was still the strongest. He was still Doctor Strange. Yeah, she's still alive. You know, in you. every single most movies, something's changed by the end, right? Mm. Something's new. Iron Man. We get Iron Man. He delivers peace. The second one, he realizes that his father's made mistakes. He tries to fix them. The third one, he realizes he detached from Iron Man. Right? Every all of these movies, they have a change by the end. Nothing changed on this. No, that's true. Like I, I, I thought it would be cool if it was a Wanda movie, and it was the first MCU movie where the villain is like the the villainous, uh, the, the main character is a villainous force. Infinity War. No, that's true. That's true. <laughs> it's but, but no, no. I do agree. This like a, not like a Joker style movie when the the whole focus was on the main protagonist who was a villain. Yeah. Um. I think Wanda was the best part. I would say of the movie. I think they should have put it from her perspective and not villainized. And her. the way that you know the, the way her the the amount of emotion she conveyed and mm. um she's tears such in her eyes and yes. like in interviews she's just so casual and like it seems I like she's her. not even taking it seriously about the lore and stuff but when yeah. it comes down to the screen that's where it counts and she just did such a good job yeah and just so people don't think that I'm hating on this movie no. there are things that I like I like um, America Chavez her actor is very fun I feel like she did a really good job this is like one of her first big titles yeah I like Wanda I like how her magic looks I like all that kind of stuff I enjoyed that it's just the Doctor Strange do you stuff. like the horror aspect of it yeah, and um, the, the I feel like it could have been done a little bit better, but I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. Release the uh, Raimi cut. Oh, another another issue I have before we talk about incursions is how Wanda handled the Illuminati. She, the way she responded to to defeating them was like of a two two hundred IQ person, right? She instantly. 
Oh, she like instantly she, she's, knew not, how to, she's not known as smart. Yeah, like, she instantly knew how to take them down specifically. And I mean, Reed was straightforward. Yeah, but yeah, it's just like blackballed because Reed said it. Yeah, what, what did Reed actually say? Like he's like, "Oh, my friend blackballed. If he opens his mouth, then he will destroy you with a single word." Yeah, and then but I feel like taking away his mouth would have been a really weird thing. Cause I it's think kind of like. That sounds more metaphorical than anything. You know the mouth thing? I yeah. think that was a homage to Fox, the original Deadpool. I don't think it's a homage to anything. The the soldier's mouth shut. Yeah, but I don't think it's a homage to that. I think it's just a way to defeat Black Bolt. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but like I think that was also kind of No, because it's nudge. got no connection to it. What there's no connection to Fox in this. Well, Patrick Stewart. Yeah, but he's not from that No, he's not from that universe, but I think like as a film thing. I, if it's a connection, I don't know, the, effect, the effect of it just it's looks a exactly loosest like, connect. Yeah, yeah. So incursions, right? In the comics, there's something called uh, the Se- Secret Wars. It's a large title. So, I know where the scrolls invade. No, that's Secret Invasion. Oh, Secret Wars is there. It's okay. It, okay everybody listening, and you when you get home, uh, there's a someone I watch called Comic Drake on YouTube. He just breaks down comics. Look up his Illuminati video. It'll explain it a lot better than I will right now, but I'll try my hardest. Basically, um, they find out that these incursion events are going to happen when two Earths in different multiverses will occupy the same space and the Illuminati get together and they kind of realize this and they come to realize that if they don't destroy the other Earth, both Earths will die. And so they all these incursion events happen and they realize that they have to blow up a planet and they go back and forth whether or they, whether they should do it or not, blah, 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 blah. And it results in... Namor being villainized, it results in Reed Richard being villainized and stuff like that, and so it becomes this large moral thing. A civil war. It's pretty much trolley problem. Oh, you know what I mean? Like it's either Eternals, what they did. Kinda, yes, yes, um, yeah. So like, it's it's a really interesting story, and then it leads to uh, the Secret Wars, which is because that's just the Illuminati aspect. The Secret Wars, where a bunch of people are plucked from the Earth and fought to battle it out for the incursion. Essentially, which is because Miles Morales' universe is one six one six. The main universe is six one six, and then those two, that was the ultimate universe one six one six, where you've got uh, Black Nick Fury, you've got Miles Morales, you've got Thor who has a Stormbreaker instead of a hammer, and then basically they have to fight it out, and then both of those universes so they get selected merged. randomly to fight. Kind of universe, kind of like a Hunger Games type thing. Yeah, so it's held by someone called the Beyonder in the older comics, and then Doctor Doom holds it in the newer comics. Okay, so just back to the incursion. So yes, the significance of it. Yeah, so basically the universe is kind of like slowly collapsing in on itself. The multiverse is shrinking, and so they have to um, basically destroy other worlds to keep theirs safe. And it's this big event, and then it it, it, it then it ends up bringing all these different universes together. And I think the end goal is because that's why the one six, one six one six universe, which was a very popular universe, and the main six one six universe got merged together in the comics was because they wanted to streamline it, right? I think they're going to do that with X Men, Fantastic Four, and I think that's it. I think they're going to bring those in by because think about everywhere it's been leading, right? Kevin Feige said. What happened in Loki? Lo- Loki. What happened in Loki allowed for what happened in Spider-Man to happen, which allows for what happens in Doctor Strange to happen. I see. So there's a whole domino effect of multiverse stuff that's happening, but I don't think it's gonna be 
Beyonder or Doctor Doom. I think it's going to be Kang. Yeah. Who rules it? Are we back? Yes, we're back. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. All right. So, Alex, you had a verdict. You'd like to... Yeah, share? I did. I did. So, somebody, another person reached out to us on our Instagram, which is probably the best place to reach out if you want to get in contact with the show. Um, gosh, let me just find the message. <laughs> I should have had this up earlier. So, Kristen, this is actually somebody who goes to tape with my girlfriend. <laughs> She's uh, She replied to our story that we put up. Um, I basically just put out a story saying, we're going to be talking about Moon Knight and Doctor Strange. If you have any opinions, DM us. So, Lily DM'd us and Kristen's DM'd us, and she gave us the said. She gave us a, a, an opinion that says the ads before Doctor Strange were better than the actual movie. And I <laughs> think that's kind of true. Um, I respectfully disagree, but I understand the opinion. Yeah, yeah. No, um, I mean, we got the Avatar ad and yeah. the ad for Top Gun Maverick. Two mm. movies I'm not that interested in, but they had really good ads. <laughs> yeah, James Cameron and water memes. <laughs> that's all that. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. No, thanks for the comment. Yeah. No. Um. Essentially, reach yeah. out to us on TikTok, on Instagram, and um, yeah, yeah. Let us know your verdict. Exactly. That's what this is about. We present our verdict, and we present your verdicts, and we have a good time with it. I think. Yeah. This is all. This I think the show builds itself on the diversity of opinion. And yeah, like um, yeah, we'd like to hear what you think. We present again yeah, what we think. So. Yeah. Exactly. Is it too early to try and guess what we're going to talk about next year? Yeah, um, I don't know, like... It could be anything. That's the beauty of the show. That's the thing, like... I don't know, I wanted to talk to you about, like, people and stuff, but we can do it later. Uh, yeah, that's right. Um, um what time yeah. is it? Interesting fact, Brenton is outside. Still. His car doesn't work, so we have to, I have to give him a, a, quick, a jump. It's all right. <laughs> oh, it's... No, I had to give... Shout out to Brenton. Yeah, um, he hosts That's Entertainment, which is an interesting yep. show about all things like theater and movies and TV show. But from like a sort of, I, th- I believe he does it from a more, hmm. um, what's the word, like behind the scenes approach. Because he's into, he's into theater, he does directing and stuff like that. Um, and he did our um, promo ad things. Yes, he did, uh, which are on YouTube and they're on the uh, the Facebook if you check that out. We've got a lot of stuff going on, basically. Um be sure to share our content. So if okay, share our Instagram, share our TikToks, um, and also we we post these episodes out on Spotify in full. Um, Usually up Wednesday afternoon or Wednesday. Morning. Yeah, we we we, we try well, and whenever get a, sometime Wednesday. We, we try and get a, a quick turnaround. So keep an eye on Spotify and share this with your friends. Also on Spotify. Yeah, and you give can, us whatever feedback necessary. Exactly. Yes, uh, feedback is always welcome because this is new for us. I think. Mm. Um, like doing a radio is different to doing a publishing ad as a podcast because more people see it, more people get a chance to see it. So we'd love for you to engage with us. Yeah, and, and we enjoy this at the end of the day too. So whatever feedback we we value it, you know. Um, we actually have an email address if you wanted to get into contact. Um, is it new? I made an email for the TikTok. Ooh, spicy. For the TikTok, what do I sound like? For the, you said the Facebook before. Did I? Yeah, you're like, oh, we have a new thing on the Facebook. Oh. Okay, boomer. I believe it's just, um, let me just find out really okay, quick. Okay, we got our new Musical.ly account. <laughs> and our MySpace profile is up and running. Okay, our our email is theverdictipl at gmail.com. So if you've got any like uh, large amounts of constructive criticism, email us there. Or if you just want to get in contact with the show, Tell us about what you've been watching, what you like, what you don't like. Hit us up on Instagram. Hit us up on TikTok. 
share our stuff, and I think that's the best way we can do this. Yeah. Um, yeah, and on, on Spotify, make sure to rate us, because you can do that on Spotify now. Actually rate, like, out of stars. Yeah, you rate the, the, the channel as a whole. Oh, cool. So go to find us on IPL Radio on Spotify, and give us five stars, because I think we deserve it, right? I think you, you give us whatever you feel like we Which deserve. is five stars, because we deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, don't let, don't let them think we're, we're, we deserve it, it, less. It's fine. I, I, I believe we've got to earn these five stars. You're right, you're right. Only give us five stars if, if you, you want. If you truly believe. Uh, if you, if you, you think we're worth... four and a half if you'd like. You can't. It's four or five. <laughs> That's it, man. That's it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're here every single week. Six to nine. Listen to us live. Yep. That was a lot of fun. Cool. But, uh, what's the time? It's time to get a watch. 8.55. Um, yeah, actually, no, speaking about that, we've, we this station has just got a whole bunch of new shows coming. Oh, yeah, seven new shows. Seven new shows. It's insane. We've got an international uh, an international show from Marichka, oh. who's doing, like, Ukraine and oh, Eurovision right. and stuff like that. We've also got a LGBTQI show with, um, I believe it was Kim and Ali and... I've forgotten a lot of the person's name. Some new, uh, someone who's visiting, I'm pretty sure. Sorry? Some, someone who comes and visits, and then just for the show. What do you mean? Was it like, um, he said he was inviting someone who's an experienced talker about the issue. I don't know what he was talking about. Okay, well, I, I, it will come <laughs> to me, but I, he mentioned like he wanted to have a speaker to yeah. invite to the show. Okay. Um, oh, no, 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 that's not one of the hosts, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, because there's three hosts for that show. Um, and we just had someone on before us who's filling in the uh, three to six time slot. Does and she have a name uh, for the show? Yes, Family Matters. Uh, that's the name of the show. Uh, where family she talk- feud. <laughs> she talks about all stuff family related. Um, things like um, you know, different types. Because uh, I was on there earlier actually. Um, and she's she was asking what kinds of families we have, and obviously I'm like an, an only child. So I spoke so about I heard that. Uh, yeah, stay tuned. Vin Diesel might be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, but yeah, uh, we got a song to play us out. The usual. The usual. Espresso special. Espresso depresso. Oh yeah, that's right. That's from the verdict. Have an awesome tacular night. Awesome tacular. No, uh, yeah, like us, rate us, follow us, do everything. Um, our stuff's on YouTube as well. <laughs> we got so much stuff to plug, Michael. We it's do. not enough time. I think we plugged it like four times already. We did, but you know, rep- repetition's where it's at. That's all right. Well, take care of yourselves and have a nice night.